Now we are officially recording. That intro All right, music. yeah, you know the intro music's got to got to be in there, right? Yeah. And let's just turn it down and then turn it off, mm. and we are officially recording Look right now. Cool. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and did that show us how much time we have? I might need to clear the card out, but we'll just go with it for now. Is it full? It must be. It must be not from this. It must be from other stuff. Mm. It says seven minutes and forty-seven seconds. Is that what this is? Yeah, it's another card. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my coworker was using it, so I don't know. He was him and his wife are. Not getting along, so it's probably a bunch of like rant sessions. I'll try to avoid that. <laughs> you should, yeah. Basically, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of content there. It uh there's a lot of content there, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Can't go anywhere good. No, that can't go anywhere good. No. no. And it, it, it would probably be even worse if we like heard them. <sighs> yeah. That's a thing. It goes both ways. It does. I mean, much I ways. am no saint by any means, and we're both human. Um it's hard. <laughs> yeah yeah it's hard. I, yeah i clearly recognize like 95 percent of it's my fault yeah that might be the best way to look at it um it's all about your feelings and not their feelings right that's mm-hmm. what therapy tells you that's what they tell talk you talk yeah. about your feelings how yeah. you're making me feel yeah my favorite is the one it's like how do you feel about this and i'm like i don't have a feeling <laughs> about that <laughs> i i have had i've made that phrase so many times um I've never really thought about it or I don't have an opinion. Um, Yeah. Kind of shocking when I say that to her. She doesn't understand why I don't have an opinion of the hue of the light in our living room or. Right. I just don't. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's very true. Yeah. Um, All right. Cool. Then. um, Well, like, okay. So I'll interview you. I'm going to interview you, Pete. (laughs) I'm going to take command of this. Um, Even though I'm in your basement. Yes. Looking at a target with bullet holes in it. Yeah. That's my last nine millimeter qualification. Wow. Qualification Mm -hmm. for what? You have to get qualified on a nine millimeter to carry it. What? In the Air Force. Yeah. Oh, for the Air Force. I was going to say, I didn't get qualified. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. For the Air Force. For the Air Force, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. You're yeah, a killer. Yeah. I mean, I missed a few times. You did. You did, but I'd say that guy's dead. <laughs> I would say that guy's <laughs> dead, yeah. I'd say, I'd say he's, he's pretty much gone. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was a few times there, but overall, I think I did a pretty good job. Well, a guy dressed in a green suit comes in your house. He's in trouble. I mean, if he's looking at me directly, mm-hmm. and I have a gun, and he doesn't, mm-hmm. and he Let's me hide behind a block wall and mm-hmm. shoot at him. Mm-hmm. I'm not likely to take him down. And he's wearing his uh, circle shirt and his uh, <laughs> yeah. circle yeah. mask. Basically, he says, like, hey, shoot me here or here. <laughs> and stand perfectly still. <laughs> if you could just stay right there, yeah, and shoot me in this area. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. He'd want, he'd like, he wants you to shoot him in the face, and that's so weird. Mm. You think we want like, not the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's where they want you to shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so fascinated with your, uh, history and comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, has anybody ever interviewed you about this? Has anybody no, ever? No, you know, you never, no. For real? Mm-mm. You're being sarcastic. No, man. No, so you've that. never been at a party and said, Hey, I used to be a stand up comedian or, or anything like that. And, um, and they just asked you a million questions. They just cornered you. Yeah. You know, I normally don't tell people. Or even then, oh, I didn't I feel for the honored. most part. Yeah, primarily because you'd be drinking and someone would be like, tell me a dick joke. Right? Oh <laughs> so, tell me a joke. And that would always be like the thing. Or they'd be like, is that a joke? You should use that. And I'm thinking like, no, 
your house is just fucking dirty. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm just yeah. trying to, like, give you advice. You need yeah. to clean this place up. <laughs> like, I'm not being funny right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, that's why like, I felt bad. Uh, I was telling Kevin and those guys about the story where we were running, and you just, uh, yeah, I opened for Bill Burr once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Louis C.K., yeah. Or Louis C.K., yeah. Yeah, yeah and... Uh, yeah. Interestingly enough, uh, I was going to send it to you. Bill Burr did a special in D.C., mm-hmm. And uh, when you watch the intro to mm-hmm. his HBO special, mm-hmm. I'm walking and getting in my seat. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So you got good seats because you knew. Yeah. The one of the one of the guys on there. So this is a very small crowd, right? Um, that night, though, yeah, that was interesting because we showed up to the show, and it was like sold out, and you know where there was ten of us at the show, mm-hmm. and I mean it was it was like a theater, like five thousand people there. Mm-hmm. We didn't have great seats, but but you can we were see talking you. about Bill Burr, and I was like talking to one of my friends about the comedian that was uh, opening for him, and some dude goes, "Oh, you're you know," and I was like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Let me get you seats up front," and I was like, "I have ten people," and oh, he was really? like, "Give me a second. and he came back and goes, "Yeah, come on," so we got like second row. So my my question is, what poor ten souls got booted from those? I seats? mean, you know, I can't think about that. We could watch the footage, possibly the beginning of the show. If you're walking into the seats, we might be able to catch who got kicked out of the seats. Well, you know, apparently they reserve that for mm. people that are true fans because he, mm-hmm. he can only see or that person on stage can only see, like, say, five rows back. Oh, okay. So they want those people to be, like, losing their shit. They don't want, like, yeah. someone, especially for someone like that. Yeah. You don't want some, like, feminist up there. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine the front row is important. Yeah, especially there because you can only see, like, the first two rows. Yeah. Yeah. I did a show one time, man. It was, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina. My parents came to visit in Charlotte. Uh, this must be like 2006, seven. And so I did this show. And what they would do is they would do these, like, you'd get like 15 minutes. And instead of it being like, a, you know, a three acts or whatever, it might be like 10 people. We're all doing like 15 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And so they would do that quite a bit, too, especially on like a Thursday night, right? Because that's how the club would get like a lot of people there, but they don't have to pay like, you know, a big comedian or whatever. So I have a set, and I my parents decide to come, and I'm like, cool. Um, and I specifically ask them when I got there, like, hey, do not, can we not set my parents up front? Can I just sit in the back somewhere? Where I can't see them? Yeah, I just would rather not, like, look them in the eyes mm. right here. Mm. And so yeah. sat them right up front. I'd rather have them in my uh, bedroom when I conceived the page. Do they? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They like sat like literally up front, and I was like sitting there with my one of my friends, and I was like, "Man, this is gonna be rough." Mm. And so it ended up being a really, really, really good set. It was really, really fun. And so that actually was like interesting enough. Like when I did that, the uh, owner of the club saw me like two weeks later, and he came up to me and was like, "He was the owner of like the Comedy Zone, which was like I think it's like fifty or sixty locations." Um, but he came up to me at the show and said like, "Hey." I like wrote some notes about your act and I was like, Oh, Hey, you know, like mm-hmm. he's like, how come you've never like introduced yourself? And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. Like I just, I guess I was very honest. I just said, I heard you're hard to talk to. Okay. Right. Like he so owns 50 or 60. It's time. It was like probably like 50. Yeah. And it's the one that's up here in Harrisburg. That's mm-hmm. just one of them. It's one of them. Yeah. Hmm. Good, d- decent business model. They basically just partner with venues and they provide mm-hmm. acts. Right. Mm-hmm. So, He's like, yeah, I have some notes. I have some notes here on your set or whatever. And I was like, cool. And then he basically like raided me. 
And I was like, Wait, hey. I have notes on your set. Yeah, what does that yeah. look like? So yeah, it was like very, it was like a very awkward conversation. Because a, I was like kind of nervous, mm-hmm. right? Because you know this dude like showed up. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really like necessarily come to open mics, and he came with like a pretty funny comedian. So wait, this was the fifteen minutes in North Carolina was an mm-hmm. open mic. Well, it was so you would do um, no, it was I, there was a lot of open mics, but I did a fifteen minute set at his club, mm-hmm. and there were that night there might have been like six of us or something or performing mm-hmm. right. It would be up to ten people, but maybe like six or seven. I can't remember. We all did like fifteen minutes each. He didn't necessarily book everybody for the club. He had people that would do that, and at that point it'd usually be like some comedian that works with them that's like a headliner mm-hmm. right his name is johnny millwater and he's the one that booked it so johnny booked me on this on the set not like the owner so the owner didn't know because i'm like a no name just, so they just have the other comedians fill spot hey you have two spots to fill yeah bring somebody who's funny right it was basically the gist of it yeah so i did that and then he's like standing there and he's like giving me these and he's like hey i like wrote notes like your delivery i gave you like an eight of ten and your originality i gave you like a seven of a ten and then uh-huh. he's like, you could dig a little deeper. I was like, okay, yeah, right. And so I was like, that. okay, yeah. So that was like a little bit weird. And then he was like, yeah, my last night. I was like, why aren't you like performing for us and traveling? And then I was like, sure, yeah, why you. not? Sure, I'll call you. Yeah. yeah. So then he got your number I and him. used you. So you called him after the fact. Yeah, which took like probably twenty five calls because then you just got lost in the sea of. Yeah. So that was interesting. So I do that, right? And so mm-hmm. people always were trying to connect. And this guy was, like, very nice to me. <clears throat> and uh, Wait, so he was notoriously not nice? Yeah. Like, you were surprised. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and he's not notorious. Yes. And now, all fairness, so he's just getting, like, hit up by, basically, comedians nonstop. And a lot of them, you know, just think they're funny and they're not funny, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, well, let me let me tell you my take on a dick joke, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, that's going to be awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what about this one on drugs? I'm like, come on, mm-hmm. man. So, uh, so basically, so uh, some of the comedians there, I was like, hey, they're like, what do you say? I'm like, yeah, you like, was the one I hadn't talked to before. It was like a cool experience. And like, and then it got weird because they were like, oh, he likes you. Oh, they just got like super weird. That's kind of gross. Yeah. The way they're uh, saying well, it. Yeah, it was just the whole He's thing. He's taking a weird. liking to you and then the jealousy and. Yeah. Because <clears throat> they would actively put themselves to try to get in front of them. And then I just didn't. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, probably worked out better for me. Now I'm thinking about it because I was probably like two or two years or so into it. So it, you, you sometimes you jump the gun on those things, mm-hmm. and then if they like hear you and you, and then they're like you're just dog shit. Then that's you just had a they, good night that I saw, and then I had a really good night. Yeah. Mm. So my parents were say, "Oh, the one that he made reference to was like he kept looking to the left," and I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "Like was your parents from there?" I was like, "Yeah, man, they were like right there looking at me." He was like, "I get it." So did you change anything in your set that day? Because of your parents? No. You went right for it. <laughs> well, so I guess with yeah. that being said, I mean, I don't know what your comedy looks like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if it's... You know, that's a good question. So, uh, um, like, a night like that, I talked about being poor, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, just, you know, you, over time you start talking about things you know really well. So I talk about being poor. And then, of course, I talked about sex a little bit, which was never, like, my thing. It was, like, never... And I tried avoiding, like, Sex. I think there's levels to it. I think you can. I think you can dabble on it. I think you can call it a name. You can dance around, but it's when people get a little bit too deep about it. Yeah, graphic. Like it's. Yeah. All right, we get it. Like I didn't come to a that kind of show. Like it made me laugh, get intellectual, but yeah, yeah. I think, and I'm trying to think what it was. God, it was like so. I probably talked about. 
uh, a girl. Oh, a girl I dated was she was going to school for art, and uh, I like made fun of her. <laughs> right? Okay, we'll keep it at that. Yeah, I just made fun of her for going to school for art, which turns out it's probably like a good career now. But this is again, this is so you just made fun of her in general. Just made the fun of the fact that art. she went to school to get an art degree and mm. in 2006. I thought that was just like the most ridiculous thing you could ever mm. do, and I, and I was basically like, oh, that's good because you can just draw money because you're not making any, right? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she basically drew us having sex. Oh, she did she for real? No. Okay. It was a joke. Oh. She did. My bad. Well, she did. One time. It was pretty funny. She did. But it was basically just like she drew a picture of, and it was just like her and some other dude, and I was on his side. <laughs> You're just watching? Your, your eyes were just yeah. over his, his yeah, horizon actually, of his ass It was cheeks. actually pretty funny. Yeah, it was just pretty funny. Yeah. So that was a little awkward to talk about. And then just talking about being poor. Mm. Overall. So it was a lot about growing up being poor. So your parents didn't. You know, they came to terms probably economically where you guys at were at growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And they actually thought it was hysterical, man. That's they good. Actually, yeah, they were like laughing pretty hard. That's good. That's that's you know that's huge. Uh, and I'm I'm sure you get a lot of your sense of humor from your family. Yeah, I would imagine. So who's the funny one? I'm a dad. My mom's not funny. Your mom's just the audience. She just laughs. My mom was like a. She was like one of those. Uh, what do we say? She was. She drank a lot too. Mm. Uh, she quit at one point in my life, but she she quit when I graduated high school. That was fucking awesome. Because the stress level oh, went dude, down. She was just like hammered. And <laughs> I was like her fifth. House. I was like her fifth kid. By the time she was like thirty, she had twins. Uh, when she was like seventeen. So and I, my brother's like ten years older than me. So yeah, I remember I being like eighteen, getting ready to graduate high school. She's hammered, mm. talking about how her responsibility as a parent is over. Because I was gradu- I was the last one to graduate, right? Yeah. And I was thinking, like, I don't care about this, right? And then she quit drinking, like, two weeks later. Wow. So how does that – so do you relate yourself to that? Like, wait a minute, now I'm out of the house and now you stopped drinking? Yeah, I was, Did like, you take weird. it personal? I was like, no, I, I never took any of it personal. You could have. Could have. We always surprised, like, my brothers and I and my sister, like – I'll just like be no happy she stopped ever, drinking, like, in, I guess. Yeah, we're just, like, like, no one's been in jail. It's been, like, this weird, mm. you know, where it's, like, just you grow up really poor and, like – Good run. Yeah, which surprised, man. Yeah, just because you're would, poor, yeah, you don't have to, don't have to go to jail. You, know, you don't have I, to. You know, it's <clears throat> yeah, you would think it's just you know, there's not a lot of guidance and yeah, you can do with life and just you know, so yeah, so she um, was not the funny one. She was basically we would say that she was like an instant asshole, just had alcohol. Mm. I was like, so she thing. wasn't a happy drunk. Mean man, she's mean. Like physical or just kind of. Yeah, one time we got kicked out of a Denny's at like nine in the morning because she threw silverware. She was she was drunk at oh, nine in the morning. Hammered, yeah, so mm. she and I must have been like seventeen or eighteen. So now did she kick it with without help? Like yeah, she kicked it. Cold turkey, man. That's. I was pretty. Yeah, I was pretty impressed. Yeah. That's interesting. She quit drinking, and then two years later, I must have been like twenty three. She had like a, I don't know, maybe a heart attack or something. And mm. so basically, the doctor was like, uh, "We are all there in the hospital." And the doctor's like, "Linda, you gotta like, uh, you have to stop smoking." So you she have to like smoking stop smoking and today. Drinking and yeah, she already just quit drinking. Which how was old was she? She must have been well. She was thirty at the time, so fifty-three or something. When she had the heart attack. Yeah, pretty young, man. When you start thinking about it. the time, it seems like super mm. old. But now I'm like, ooh, it's like ten years, right? Like, ugh. so but you know, she rode that lifestyle hard. Um, and so she was there, and I remember like standing. We're all standing there. Myself, my brothers. I have three brothers, and like my sister. And the doctor's like, she's like, hey, I'll quit. And the doctor's like, no, no, no. If you choose not, if you choose to keep smoking, I would give you like four to six months. And my sister looks at me and goes, 
she's fucking dead. (laughs) 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 And my mom and my brother goes, yeah, man, she was, she's definitely going to pick marble over us. She's like, no, I'll quit. No, like, oh yeah, yeah, you'll quit. She quit. She quit cigarettes. She quit smoking. After that day. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you know, I'm very strong willed. And I was like, no, we made fun of you for like 20 minutes about how you couldn't do it. So that did it. I don't know what it did. She did it though. She apparently wanted to live, which was weird because you, Spent like thirty years of her life not caring about what you do, and just to flip it. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah some yeah. people are like that. Some people yeah. are just like today. Today's the day I do it, and they do it. I'm impressed. No help. I'm impressed when someone can just like wake up and just go or whatever. She has had like a life altering event here, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, just but still. so yeah. So she was yes, she was like never. I mean, she was nice, but like nah, she wasn't nice. I'm just lying. I'm just trying to like. She wasn't nice at all, man. She was mean. So you're three brothers, and do you have any sisters? I have one sister, yeah. I have two sisters, but one. I have, when I was like 12 years old, my mom and dad were like, hey, you have a second sister. And my brother was like, well, mom and dad must be pregnant. And they're like, no, she's 17, and she's pregnant, so she's moving out with us. I had no idea. I was like, I must have been like 12, yeah. It's six, a family friend? It was my dad's kid. So my dad was married once for my mom and had mm-hmm. two boys and a girl. Mm-hmm. And then my mom was married, or she wasn't married. She got pregnant in, like, the back of a Buick or something. Nice. Yeah. And so I had twin They are boys. comfortable. I mean, you I know, mean, probably in, like, in 1968 or something, And too, we need whatever. to bring back the, the couch front seat. I mean, you There's know, something to be said about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah there's I, nothing I, wrong with that, yeah. Yeah, so basically, you know, I knew we'd had two, my dad had two brothers, or two kids, which were, like, my stepbrothers, which I really didn't know. They were a lot older. But I didn't know anything about this girl. Mm. She came into our life, man, and she was there for about a year. Mm. And it was she wrecked some havoc. Oh. Her and my mom didn't get along. Her and my sister oh. didn't get along. It was a lot of – I was young. Everybody liked me because I was like the, you know, short, fat kid or whatever. Right? It, was like, it was like, oh, look at him. He jiggles when he laughs, right? Like, <laughs> So you were a chubby, chubby yeah, little kid? Give him another pork chop. He looks like he needs it. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like just because someone's fat doesn't mean you have to keep giving them food. I would not go anywhere, probably farther than a twenty-five minute ride, twenty-minute ride, without a box of Cheez-Its. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I just I was a little chubby, twelve-year-old, eleven-year-old. Goddamn Cheez-It company. Mm, I'd love those Cheez-Its. Heartburn. You still like them? <laughs> you still like them? No, I think it's a, you know I'll I'll indulge a little bit. Okay. But they they bring back some bad memories. Do they? Yeah. People calling you fat. Me calling me fat. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> that's because you, you can't blame anybody but you. No, nah, I think I moved on from the cheese world. I don't know. Cheez-Its have Cheez-Its are now in about seventeen flavors. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I do. I got some that were burnt Cheez-Its, and I was like, oh, but they were actually really good. Yeah. So that yeah, there's uh there's all kinds of flavors now, but yeah, I was a chubby little kid. Uh, played Dungeons and Dragons. Um, was mm. in the band. Yeah, what you play? Percussion. I don't know what that means. Hit things. Oh, okay. hit things in a certain pattern. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, you were, you were in a band in school. Yeah, yeah. So marching you that, band. You put that goddamn wool suit on and marched out in the field. Oh yeah, with pride. With pride. Oh, yeah. And it, had, it had a feather on the hat. Yeah, pride and a bunch mm-hmm. of fucking deodorant. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. Well, so I didn't have puberty to like seventeen. Okay. So I didn't need deodorant until I was like I, 16 or 17. You just, I was a very efficient creature up to that point. You must have been. I was in sixth grade. I remember my teacher being like, hey, this is about the time when you guys start needing deodorant. And I looked up and she's fucking staring at me. 
Yeah. So did you get the odor that day? Or did <laughs> I you got, take a hint? I got the odor that day, yeah. Is that the first hint you got? That was the first hint, yeah. That's funny. I remember that day specifically because about eight minutes later, a kid in my class took dough piss and, and dumped into like the heater vents, and we all had to leave school. Oh, that's I don't, disgusting. Yeah. We, uh, so around the time they figured out that mercury shug, shut down schools. Okay. So that happened um, about 94, I think. The rumor got out that if a thermometer or anything would break in a school, you had to shut the school down. Wow. It was a serious thing. If mercury, a little tiny piece of mercury, little tiny piece of mercury. So we mm-hmm. had kids purposely dropping thermometers and smashing them to get out of tests. Really? There was th- I think there was three separate incidents where people did that, so they didn't have to take a test. Like it was a test in the afternoon or something. They would purposely would, just drop the. And thermometer. what happens if you were like eat mercury? Yeah. So neurological. It's very mm-hmm. uh, bad, I think, on your neurosystem. Um, it's extremely toxic, and uh, I want to say it probably has some carcinogenic effects to it, but fun story of that, uh, in high school chemistry class, I saw a tube of mercury. I just saw Terminator 2. Okay. Probably a couple years before that, and I th- knew mercury was very similar to the T-1000 when he melted, so I decided to play with it. So I would play with it on my desk during chemistry class, and they weren't they had no idea the mercury was even missing. Right. Um, so I put it in a little Ziploc bag, and I put it in my, my book, yeah. my chemistry book. Yeah, yeah. So every time I go to chemistry class, I'd open it up. And, and, you know, you put a little ball of mercury on your desk, and you go, and it goes, it's just like a ball. It just goes across. And I was just fascinated with it. Okay. And then uh, it was probably feel like two months we were passing it forth to each other and we were sharing it so there was like a couple baggies of it and uh we weren't the bad kids which is funny we we just weren't the bad kids like good grades in the band all that kind of stuff right i had mercury so uh, i was on a terrorist on some level at this point so the chemistry teacher found out and he didn't want it to get out i think that he had let mercury out of his possession for four months and didn't realize it so he basically made a deal with us give it back to me and this will all go away now that i'm older i realize like if he would have lost his job. Right. So he was like, yeah, you know, I need to get this mercury back. Yeah. And, and he's uh, like, every day, look, every day I wake up, I look in the mirror and say, you're going to be goddamn principal one day. <laughs> That's what he thought, I guess. And I have these mercury infested kids. Yeah. Yeah. These kids with that. these twitches. And um, <laughs> meanwhile, it did nothing. Mm-mm. So I, I don't believe the whole mercury thing. I mean, I literally was playing with it. I had it in my hand. I would, and I think what had happened, I had showed it to the somebody, and somebody got back to him. I got you. And they said he's banging it. on the table. It's going to pick it up on the mic. Oh, yeah, just you know. I mean, it doesn't matter. We have. I actually have a. I know. I actually have the. They're in here somewhere. They're. Uh, I don't know noise things or whatever, but I didn't put them on there. So it will absorb the shock, and it has it built in, so it kind of absorbs some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ha- again, I have like. I don't I know there's somewhere, but they basically, it's like a net that goes around it that stops it, and it helps a lot, too. But I'm this table is just literally like a piece of plywood or something, so it's not That's a real table. It's a loose table. Yeah, it's just on some sawhorses. It is. I know. It's, Look at that. It's like to call it DIY. You got, you know, a $1,000 system on a $4 board. <laughs> basically, you know? <laughs> no, Yeah. It I mean, works, right? It works, man. Yeah, it's like having, yeah. a, you know, $1,000 rims on a Ford Escort. Oop-dee. which we've all done we've all done it we all know somebody it's hey i got my mom's car for the weekends i had to pop on my rims yeah right yeah so tell me about your first open mic experience oh man yeah so so and even before that talk to me about 
the person that talked you into doing it? Uh, yeah. So basically, I was watching uh, Last Comic Standing. Mm. What season? season? Who was on one. it? Season one. Yeah. Wow, that so goes season back. one. Who was man. on that? Um, I think Ralphie May, maybe, and Josh okay. Blue. Okay. Whatever, right? And you just see these guys, and then you just start thinking, like, oh, this is actually pretty funny, and it was, mm-hmm. like, pretty big or whatever. And then I was in Harrisburg. I lived in Harrisburg at the time. Um, and so. Um, so you had an apartment. I, you, you know, then radio walking. show mm-hmm. said, hey, we're having, like, a last comic standing open mic or something just for themselves. A local radio station around here. Yeah. And so I was, like, and it was running for, like, six weeks or something. And I think in, like, week three or something, I was, like, I'm going to do this. How old were you? Uh, I must have been like 24. And what were you working, like what were you doing for Oh, work? yeah, yeah, I was working for the government. At the time, I was military, um, just working for them full time. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I just would write jokes, and you have a lot of time when you work for the government. Yeah. There's a lot. That's of, what I hear. There's a lot of free time. It'd be like, you'd be like, hey, Friday, at like, so imagine for a second we're building a wall, mm-hmm. right? And sure. we spent all day building this wall, mm-hmm. and it's Friday. Mm-hmm. And now it is 4.30, mm-hmm. and we're probably, like, 10 minutes from getting this wall in place. <laughs> you would say, let's just go and lay this wall down and pick back up on Monday. <laughs> like, what about the entire day's work? It's a good analogy. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that's Don't a good analogy. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Every two weeks, money just hits my bank account no matter what I do. That's not every government worker. That was just my experience. Yeah, your experience, right? Yeah. We can't say that about every government worker. No, and I that would say wouldn't that be fair. I bought into that system pretty heavily. Mm. Where it was like, I think it's what you make of it. I think it comes down to, yeah, don't want to work hard. No, or? you would have people that would be like, hey, they'd, they'd be like trying to get shit done, mm-hmm. and then other people they're probably so mad like at myself. The yeah, be like what are you doing? You, are you over there writing jokes again, like, Pete? Stop. Like I know, right? I'd be like, stop. What are you what, doing? What are you doing? Yeah. They would, yeah. Yeah, so I worked for the government, and then I just said, hey, I'm going to do this open mic. And then so my roommate at the time uh, said, hey, I'll I'll do it too. Mm. So we basically just wrote some jokes. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what I was writing. Um, can I even think about what I wrote? Probably something about life or work oh, or man, girls. Nah, I don't know. It was probably, these are probably like the worst things ever. I probably just like listened to jokes and stole them from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is, well, this is pre-internet. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it was, well, I was like, yeah, I was there. It was just like slow. So. Uh, one joke was probably, uh, let me think, one joke, I had this weird joke, and it was like a thing that it was like real to me, like I would, you know, you get up at night and you gotta go pee, and I'd flush a toilet, and when I'd flush a toilet, it made me had to pee again. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody even thought it was funny, they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, is this just like a me problem? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's it going on. It is funny, because when you do, I would imagine sharing something on stage, and you're like, everybody experiences this, right? Yeah, this is like, oh, this is the like, second you oh. you kind of figure out you're a psychopath or yeah, right. You know, you got some kind of sexual disorder. I'm just yeah. I was like, what? Am I the only one that like thinks about that? So yeah, yeah, that was one. And then I had this weird joke about peeing in the bed, but the only problem is I was standing up. Mm. I was like, oh, it's something. And people thought that's funny. So so you do one week, and then I got through that week, and you do the next. So you get week. voted off, kind of thing. Yeah, so I made it like three weeks. No, I might have made it to the end. The challenge with it was, is I thought I had to come up with a new five minutes every week. Mm-hmm. So you did or you didn't? I, I and I did. I was just writing like a madman. Oh my god! Thinking like, oh, I just use this once at this random bar. Should it'll never ever hit the life of the day again or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, week three, and I was like, so like not paying attention to other people. They, at week three, I realized they're doing the same fucking jokes. Oh shit! So their sets are getting like much better, and here I'm going to just like 
they were they were carving their sets out, and yeah, you're 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 constantly doing new material. Yeah, because I thought you had to just like constantly. You would think that's how it is. I know, right? Like we're, we're doing the same thing. So yeah. then, basically, they were just pinning people up against each other each week and be like, okay, out of those four, this guy's got the best yeah, one. Out of yeah. these three, this guy's got the best yeah. one. Yeah. And, and you're just that, fresh yeah, every the time. Dude that won, he uh he was good. He was I mean he was like a legit comic. Com- yeah. Like legit. Yeah. Right. And look at the time, he was probably still pretty funny. But yeah, yeah, so that was it, man. And then so I was here and then I started saying like I wanted to do more of it, but there was like nowhere here to do it. Mm-hmm. So I was I would drive to DC and So it's all over. I would you got a taste for it. Yeah, you're like, I actually kind of like this. I would get off work at like 4 o'clock. Got a lot more jokes I wrote for the next week before I got kicked off. Yeah, I would drive two and a half hours to D.C. Wow. Do my five-minute set. You would do an open mic down there. Yeah, turn around and drive home. Turn around and drive home. That was the closest place to do an open mic? that was closest. So Comedy Zone wasn't... No, they didn't do open mics, though. I wonder how old that is. The now, they do. now they do open mics, but they didn't do open mics then. Yeah. You had to be like a legit comic to get in there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I would go to DC. So, it's <laughs> funny enough. I had some friends in DC. So, I mean, I guess I could have went to Philadelphia or something too, but I had some friends in DC. Mm-hmm. So, it was like good. I would go see them and occasionally I'd stay with them overnight and then drive back to work yeah. and then make up a bunch of excuses while I was late. I got two flat tires. <laughs> We're building the wall again, Pete. I know. It's so crazy. Uh, so I go to DC one night with, and a, a friend of mine's there. He's a police officer. He's, he came to visit me. Mm-hmm. He drove down with me mm-hmm. and we met up with two of my friends that live in DC. So we get to this open mic and it's called fast Freddy's or something. And I'm like, all right, we're going to get fast Freddy's. It's going to be this awesome open mic. And I was like, cool. And then we get there. And my, my buddy, Aaron, who lives there and he worked very close to this place. We got out of the car and he goes, Hey, you know, you know, this place is a gay bar, right? I go, no, man, I don't know that. And he goes, I just want to like throw that out there, but I didn't want to tell you earlier because mm. I, I didn't want you like not coming. Yeah. I was like, okay. So, but my buddy Andy, he was a pretty like, he's a police officer, was like a pretty like straight dude mm. about everything in life. Mm-hmm. was very direct about everything in life. Uh, and a good example is one time we were Did he bar. fold his underwear? Is that what you're trying to he say? Was, yeah, he was, yeah, he was pretty legit, dude. Mm. Um, he was really ripped, like, he, but he was pretty structured in his day. In fact, one time, like, fast forward, like, five years before that or something, we were at a bar in Morgantown, West Virginia, and he's wearing, like, a sweater with, like, no sleeves, right? And he's, like, just, like, Jack Diesel, though, right? He did shows, bodybuilding shows, whatever, right? Like, we'd, whatever, right? And, uh, but they didn't know you, like, at the time, you didn't know that you, if you just, hey, I'm not going to eat carbs for, like, two months. So he would still be eating carbs. So it was, like, this still uphill battle for them to, like, lose mm. weight. He'd be, like, on a treadmill for, like, 45 minutes or whatever, mm-hmm. walking. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, we get, this is how direct he was, though. We were at a party in Morgantown, Virginia, with some with a bunch of people, and there's this girl there. She's like, a, she's like in love with him, and she's just grabbing his arms, right? And I don't blame her. I want to grab his arms, right? Sure. Like, hey, Sounds like a He-Man amazing. character. Yeah. She says, "What do you do to get like this?" She was like, "Chunky girl," and he said, "I do the exact opposite of what you do." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, in the party, there was we were at someone's. Party. It wasn't our party. Mm. We were a guest. Mm. And everybody was like, Rrr! and at that point, it was like, all right, we got to go. This guy is just. <laughs> He's kind of asking for it, though. He did. I mean. It's just the way he was. So we get to this We get to this uh, bar. It's pink. He goes to me. He goes, this better not be a fucking gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. So anyways, get in there. So matter. you knew. 
I knew like 30 seconds before him. Oh, okay. And so I just, I don't know. But, you know, it didn't matter. Was, you know, and then later on, I eventually moved to D.C. And it, it's nobody, it's, you know. No, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it didn't matter. Nobody cared at all. You wouldn't even know. The, the, the person as a host was a tranny. You know what? I used to go to the, the gay bar in Harrisburg because they had Bud Light Wheat. I liked Bud Light Wheat. They didn't okay. have it on draft anywhere else. Yeah, So I would go in there and I would deal with the, the hoodlums. I'd know what it feels like to be a hot chick at yeah. downtown Harrisburg Bar. I mean, probably just like a semi-regular chick, but yeah. Mm. No, I, they were into me. Were they? It's a compliment, yeah. Mm. I was very, but you know what? I think it was the, they could smell the straight oh, yeah. blood. and Sphere, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were they called it out one. The the host called it out and said like you guys didn't know this was a gay bar, did you? We're like, No, we didn't know. <laughs> we didn't know. So but yeah, it was a good set, that was fun. Uh and but still yeah, would so when I that was I went from Harrisburg and then I moved to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um I knew the comedy zone was there. I got offered a job there at the government, so I took it. Mm-hmm. And so I went there and then so that I got to start doing it like three nights a week. So twenty four years old. By the time you moved, you moved to twenty five. I was in Charlotte. Yeah, that happened pretty fast. Mm-hmm. About a year's time, you decided that comedy is something that's a part, yeah, of, of your life. And your end goal there was to be primarily in comedy. Well, I had got offered a job there, and so I knew they had an open mic scene. And so, but I mean, in general, despite I didn't know anybody at all, I moved there because of that. So for comedy. So you were moving for comedy and your job was second. It was a lateral move as far as work. It was no extra money. And everybody here was like, why are you moving? And I was just like, I want to try a new city. That's amazing, though. I mean, you weren't tied down at the time to anything. Mm -hmm. So you you just went out there and took a chance. And and then you lived there for how long doing comedy? Two years. Almost two years. Then I moved to D.C. For comedy? I got offered a job there. And mind you, I was applying for jobs there. Okay. Got offered a job there, all based off an email that Bill Burr sent me. This is where it gets interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you're in North Carolina, you're doing sets. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr sends you an email. I wrote him. So you wrote him a love letter. I did. You sent dick pics. I yeah. Well, you couldn't because he cell phone the would <laughs> It'd be all pixelated. So you sent him an email. I sent him an email. Yeah. How'd you get his email address? I don't know. I just think probably said like Bill at BillBurr dot com. <laughs> Took a shot. He wasn't very popular then, no. Yeah. So I went to Baltimore to see him at the improv, which isn't there anymore. And there was like 14 people in the crowd. Mm. And I just remember like he was making reference like, I was on, I'm a, I've just, I just had my Comedy Central set and only 14 people show up. <laughs> and I remember it was, it was pretty funny. And so I would like randomly get, I saw him at Alvernia College at like, mm-hmm. it, uh, it's a, uh, the improv there and of course the improv in dc at some point and then a theater so it seemed like a few times over the years but i so i see him there and i was like this guy is just hysterical man Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so uh i'm in charlotte and i'm to the point where i start traveling a little bit i basically have fridays off work because i worked like four tens Mm -hmm. so it was it was very convenient i get off work on thursday and i could drive to i don't know johnson Mm -hmm. city tennessee Mm mm-hmm and do a set on Friday and Saturday night for mm-hmm. basically, you know, 150 bucks or something in a free hotel. Mm-hmm. And then you had to get like a penicillin shot or something because the <laughs> hotels are so gross. <laughs> right. And then it was like free alcohol or maybe like 50% off alcohol or something. Right. So it was, yeah. it was like, you know, it was like a good deal because you weren't making money, but it was like, like, hey, it paid. And then usually like it was a comic you knew there and you got to like meet people and then you just like, mm-hmm. whatever. So I would do that a lot. So I was in a good situation. I could travel all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, where not everybody was in that situation. So we go comics, be like, "Hey, I work at Microsoft, but I can't just like take off like Fridays." 
Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So that would be like a challenge. So I um, I'm there. I'm, I'm doing a lot, and I'm at the point where I'm like, I probably need to move on. Like DC, I could hit up an open mic like every night, mm-hmm. and I'd went there a few times and done them, and I was like, the crowds were amazing. Everything was amazing. This was like it was a good scene. Yeah, it was an amazing scene. Yeah. So I email Bill Burr, and I say uh, something along the lines like, I probably even have the email still. Um, from my military email, let alone that. I emailed because I'm at work, and I emailed email from there. You did email yeah, from your from military, military work? Email. Yeah. They blocked, like, Hotmail and Yahoo and all this other stuff at the time. Then mm. in Gmail, so I just, you know, I was like, whatever, I'm just emailing them from work. So I emailed from my military email. I, was, I remember saying, like, hey, I saw you in Baltimore, 14 people. I was one of the 14, like... You know, whatever it did, and then so uh, I was like, "Yeah, just random this question." I was like, "I'm in this weird spot where I moved to North Carolina. I'm hitting the stage like three days a week. I mean, I'm considering like moving to DC, um, but like I, I was kind of curious, like your thoughts, because would you suggest like DC and then New York, or would you say DC and then LA? Like, what would you, or should I just skip DC and go to New York?" And he actually responded back, and he was actually gave me like really good advice. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. So he agreed with going to D.C. or he got he kind said, of in He said, hey, man, thanks for that show. It was crazy. And uh, I made a reference like, hey, I brought some friends there. I probably grew your fan base by seven. <laughs> Maybe there'll be 21 people right? in the next show. Yeah. And so he was pretty cool about it. And he was like, hey, thanks a lot. You know, and then basically like, you know, I don't have a lot of, ex- you know, he kind of said like, hey, here's what I did is I was, of course, in Boston and, and I went to New York mm-hmm. and then I went from New York. I was in L.A. for a couple of years. And then I came back to New York because I didn't really like the L.A. scene. And so that's he, what he was saying in his email. He said that. Yes. And then he's like, yeah. So basically it's been like a, a t- 13 year grind or something to get mm. to this point. But he made references like I would probably suggest D.C. D.C. is a decent scene. He's like, I'd likely go to D.C. for two years, hit every mo- uh, you know open mic possible and then move to New York. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, like, once you get to the New York, like. That'll make or the break best, you. Well, the best comedians are there. So the best comedian in Cleveland just moved to New York, and the best Cleveland in Pittsburgh just moved, or Idaho. Mm-hmm. So he's like, once you get there, it's like the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would, he said, I would suggest hitting up D.C. for two years or three years and just really. Like, just sharpen some things, get yeah, some just, really good sets. Right, just so when you get to New York, you are already pretty polished. Yeah, because so, I imagine you only get so many shots. Like you get up yeah. there a couple times, if you eat it, that's it, like, man. Yeah. Oh, come on. I you think gotta, even getting in would be tough, yeah. Yeah, I would imagine there's a lot of politics or, hey, this guy's funny, let him in. Yeah, it's him a lot of it's politics, yeah. So so then I got to D.C., so I was like, that was it, I'm moving to D.C. So you moved to D.C., open mics, Pete is around 28. 27. 27 years old, working for the government, just, building just walls. Tw- just turned 27. Just turned 27. And then how many years you put in until you go... I'm not doing this anymore. Four. Did you really say I'm not doing this anymore? Yeah. Because. I started a design agency. Okay. So you started your design. But yeah, like, I was like 30. Yeah. So you didn't look at it as like. Well, I got to the point. So DC was fun. And I did a lot of mics there. You were on stage a lot. I didn't even need to like travel anymore. So a lot. Of, so it'd be an interesting battle because you would, you know, you would. Hit open mics as po- much as possible to try to get na- connect with like the comedy zone, mm-hmm. so that you can go play a show in, again, Johnson City, Tennessee, mm-hmm. in a place that looks like a fucking trailer park, <laughs> for 150 bucks, and then you do two sets on Friday, two sets on Saturday, and the first set on so Friday. So you just get just annoyed by it. Yeah, you would just you know you just be like, okay, I'm here, and there's like eight people in the crowd, and I just drove eight hours, 
and then a Friday night set would be like fun, but then the people would be crazy, and then Saturday night somebody's gonna fight. Mm. Everybody's all angry about work, right? So some of the sets would be amazing, <sighs> but out of the four sets, one would be good, and the other three would just be like fighting for your life, right? And then even the comics would be like the full time ones that still they'd be like, "What are you doing here? This is stupid. You have a real job. Get out of here. This is like the worst life." So I didn't need to do that. So people would always try. That was like their goal. But my goal was not that at all. My goal was to basically like when I got to DC, I could get I could get five minutes, three minutes, five minutes, fifteen minutes over time with like good crowds. So I didn't need to travel because I didn't need the hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. So with that being said, so you didn't just stick to DC, like like instead of just like I ain't doing this anymore. Like you didn't just tell yourself, you know what, I'll do a couple clock, like. Yeah. <clears throat> like what? Like you didn't yeah. make that decision? No, because what, what would happen was basically like I was in D.C. and I would still be like traveling a little bit. Well, I didn't have Fridays off anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was like a little more challenging. Mm-hmm. But then over time, it, you would you would do a couple of shows and, I, you know, drive some like crazy place and, and play and would be like nobody there. And I'm like, but then I to do that, though, I passed up on a show and D, I'd pass up. You Once you got to know, it'd be like, OK, cool. Here's when I got on going on Friday night. I'm doing three shows on Friday night in D.C. Yeah. Because you would get to know people. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to do like a six yeah. o'clock show at this place. And there might be like a hundred people there. Yeah. And then six o'clock, and then like at nine o'clock and then like 11 o'clock. So it would be like, I would get all the stage time mm-hmm. and not have to like leave my backyard. Well, I guess that's my and question. Like, why didn't you keep doing that? So I did that for almost four years. And <laughs> <laughs> you okay there? No, I've just been. Yeah. Just let it on me. You got to cry. That's the 5K coming this out is, of me. Oh, it is. Yeah. Furthest you've ever run, right? No, I ran four miles once. I don't know how or why, but I did. Okay, yeah. All right, well, that's good. Um, so, yeah, so basically... Um, so I ruined your train. Yeah, no, so yeah. W- so Pete is doing stuff in D.C., not traveling anymore. Yeah. Like, like why aren't you doing oh, it today? I started hating open mics. I started hating comics. <clears throat> so you lost the... I started hating new comics, man. Hating new comics? Yeah, fucking hating them. I seriously would be like... Oh, great. Another dick joke. This is awesome. Uh, so you just got kind of annoyed you would show at where up. comedy was. You would show up to these places, and there might be like 10 people on the bill, and everybody gets five minutes. And once you got to get once you got known, you got to start getting like a little bit more clutch spots, right? And they'd be like, go ahead and do 10 minutes worth, which is cool. But they would, you'd still be rude to do that and then leave. Okay. So you'd be there hanging out for a couple hours, and then just you'd just be like, oh my God, like so stop. Like, write a joke, a real joke, or don't write at all. And, like, I, people would be like, I started asking me questions, and then I found myself being, like, <laughs> the you know, the whole. You got too honest. How do you get like this? I you were, you were like Simon Cowell you. on the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So people would be like, and I'd be like, seriously, you're not going to talk about drugs, are you? You're not. You're serious. I mean, oh, you're going to follow that up with an airplane joke? Come on. So there's something to be said about that, though, because that that would motivate. That might motivate me. Like that, I like. I would love if somebody would butcher. Like it's personal though. Like your comedy's personal. You get up there, you, you and yeah. then for someone to be like, especially maybe somebody you respect, it's just like, are you doing a dick? Like, like I could see it being frustrating for for comics, but yeah. I feel like that was you had to do that. You did, yeah. You know, I was a pretty awkward person. I am sometimes in life, and I see it in Graham a bit. Like he's can be awkward. Like in what way? Just like I don't know. Like I would. Especially in those situations, because you would go up there and you'd like be funny, and like other comics would be like, "Dude, that was really good," and I'd be like, "Yeah, whatever." Just like stop talking to me. And I would wow. just be like, "I know, I didn't like fit." Because then I would hang out some of these comics occasionally, but they weren't necessarily always people I wanted to hang out with. Because I had a good group of friends. Yeah. 
And, you know. Was, was there any fakeness within the comics? They were just always trying to be funny. Yeah. And I was just like, stop being trying to be funny. Yeah. So it got weird sometimes because, like, I mean, I'm, I say this very broadly. Some of these guys I was friends with, whatever. But yeah. generally speaking, like, you would be fine. Here's a good example. I went to a set one night, and I did I did a 10 minutes. And two comics who have now been on TV were starting out with me, too, there. And the one came up to me and goes, hey, that Chuck E. Cheese joke is fucking hysterical. I was like, oh, thanks, or whatever, right? And then some other dude comes up and goes, Hey, do you know who Bill Burr is? And I go, no. And he was like, Oh, uh, I was just saying, cause you like you you write like him, and it's amazing. And I try to write like Bill Burr, and your flow, I mean, it's like you could write for him. And I'm like, I don't I don't know who he is. And he's like, I don't mean to be. I'm not I'm not saying you're still jokes. And it's just like got really weird, right? <laughs> And they were just like you're like re- like your comedy was like really. And so so why did you say you didn't know Bill Burr? Because well, because it was I was weird. I didn't want him, people thinking that I was trying trying to be like him because I was being like myself. I actually stopped. I like didn't listen to his stuff. I didn't listen to any comics. So, so you like, found yourself being influenced, impossibly, or someone called you out on well, it and made you would. get inside so your own if head. So the comic got big. People would start doing it. So basically, at that point, like two years in, I'd stop listening to all the comics because you mm-hmm. wanted to like write your own joke. So I hadn't even known what this guy had done. I think I'd went to one of the specials once, but like I didn't really li- follow him at all. It was be like weird like that, and so a lot of people would bring it up. At the time, he was like, he was like, people were like, you, they're like, you sound like your your comedy is not like they'd be like they would your style, mm-hmm. and so people would be like, how do you do it? Because I'm trying to emulate it, and it just would get weird. That that phrase was, is kind of gross. I'm trying to emulate, emulate that. It, yeah. Be yourself. Like that's what it's about, and maybe that's yeah. what annoyed you to the core. It's just like go up there because you said it to me. Just be honest, be yourself. Yeah. And it'll come out. And who you are is really what it, I could see that getting super annoying. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would. So Ooh. it would be. Yeah, so that would be good. So uh, that was basically randomly enough, man. And then I went to. Uh, Do you remember your last set? Uh, Did you know it was going to be your no, last set? No, I didn't know. No, yeah. I don't, you know, it's another. Interesting enough, it was like, it was another comic who's now, he was, he's been on like. John Mulvaney, do you know who he is? I, I've heard the name. He had, like, a TV show, and so this other comic had, was, like, the second co-host in that show, right? It was going to be, like, the next Seinfeld. And it had, like, two seasons or whatever. But he was – and so his he was actually uh, – this dude was, like, I did a set, and I went outside, and I was, like, in Adams Morgan, and he goes, uh, hey, uh, dude, great set. And I was, like, yeah. And he goes, if I'm being honest with you, I didn't hear it. But I heard a crowd losing their shit, and I was like, "Okay, you're right." You know, it was just like that's cool because they were like, "That's comments. genuine." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so yeah. that would be, and so that was probably like one of the last ones or whatever. But it'd be weird. These guys would be like, "Hey, we're we're hosting a show this weekend. You should come." And I just, I, I wouldn't do it. So, so I mean, from what I'm hearing, what you're telling me is it's, uh, it's more like you, you, f- you fell out of love with the culture and the it was, crowd. I mean, the, I loved writing jokes. I still do. Uh, I loved performing. It was awesome. Um, yeah, just the business around it. You were too lot, deep. You were a lot of people were behind the in, curtain. I, you know, I'm not into drugs. So one night we were there. David Tell shows up at an open mic. You were just really like, "What the hell?" And I was thinking like, "Well, this sucks because this guy's gonna take the stage." And nobody, I'm here, and like everybody's gonna be like, "He was like super cool." He goes, "Hey, put me in the list." You're like, "You can go up now." He goes, "No, nah, what? I'll be like what number nine. And he like he's like, hey, "I'll be last." And they're like, "No, you can go now." And he's like. I was like blown away. He was like totally like, nah, it's, I don't want black to, hoodie. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. So he gets done <coughs> with his set, and then he says like, 
hey, I'm going out. And, like, people are going out. And so, like, I went out. But then, like. Got you know, deep. Got too deep. Dude, he pulled out the coke. And I was like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm military working at the Pentagon. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I was like, this shit just got too real life for me. Yeah. Right? And I went Doug Benson one time. Oh, yeah. 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 Super high. <clears throat> right? I did. <laughs> He did a he show. He was or you were? You no, know, I've never done a drug in my life. Oh, okay. Right? So we are at the uh, Draft House Theater. Uh, Draft House Theater, great venue. They had like a main room and then like a green room off to the side. So I was doing the green room just because like you would always get up on there. So Doug Benson's doing like the main show. And he does the main show and then he comes to the green room. Like literally like right before I get on. And it's like a little like. Let me look at a picture of Doug Benson. Yeah, I think yeah. I know who you're talking about. You probably know who he is, yeah. Is he the big pot culture guy? Yes. He did like a pot. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no. So, uh, I do my set. This guy goes really well. The guy before me bombed. He like ate his nuts or whatever. They call it right. And the crowd was just like, I remember, I remember the first three people say like, when I'm there, and I remember like, and I maybe maybe Doug Benson came a little bit earlier, but there were like three people in front of me, and they all basically just like ate their nuts. So it was mm. just like horrible. But they weren't doing like they were just they weren't good. I mean, not yet at least. Which is probably just not riffing. Good. Yeah. So then, um, the host was like. Good luck is basically what he told me. And it's, I get on, and then it's like, I, I have, like, this amazing set, right? And I just remember specifically talking about being in D.C. and how there were so many attractive women in D.C., and they can just do whatever they want. And at that random moment, some girl got up from her table and walked by me, like, in front of the, to go to the bathroom, and I was like, see what I fucking mean? <laughs> and so I do that, and then people are coming up to me, like we do that, and it'd be weird because people come up to me and be like, "Hey, you were really funny." Everybody else here like sucked, but you're really funny. So Doug Benson was like, "Hey, we're gonna go out. You want to? You want to? You guys? Hey, you want to come with us?" And I was like, "I go, uh, yeah." And he's like, "We're gonna go smoke weed." I go, "No." Did you know him before that? Yeah, I knew he was. He'd been on Comedy Central like five times. Was so, it yeah. pretty known that he that he smokes weed? Yeah, yeah all of his sets, so I talked about. Mm. So I was like, I was like, ah, yeah, it's not. Well, at least he was honest. Like, hey. We're, this is what we're gonna do. Like yeah, maybe he was, maybe he's putting feelers out there if you're uncomfortable with it. Or I thought he cared about that. He probably wanted to know, do you have any? Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. So that was you know uh, whatever. Uh, you know. So those would be the parts where I didn't like really fit in. Yeah. But now I don't think you even need, like need to. So a good friend of mine now who just came back from Ireland. He's a comic. He he opens for uh, Brian Regan, mm-hmm. who came here uh, like two months ago, and he's like, hey, I got your free tickets. But oh wow! I didn't go. You didn't go. Where was he performing? At the Hershey Theater, Hershey. Stadium. Well, I'm your neighbor. I will. Def- next time I will. You take know, him up I will on take it. advantage of that. I will take him up on it next time. He, yeah, he comes around. Yeah, so it was like funny, but yeah. So uh, now I'm like, hey, what do you? How do you get? You know, it's this dude named Joe. He's been. He's had two Comedy Central specials. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had two Comedy Central pilots. Mm-hmm. Where he's went to pitch season and pitched, and he was there for six weeks. He's a comic from Ireland, or he was over in Ireland. No, no, he was in. He was just in Ireland traveling. So he's from the states. He's from the states. Yeah, he's from Morgantown, West Virginia. Oh, okay, but uh, you met him from the scene, just oh, back in like two thousand five, six. Yeah, yeah. He basically hung in there and kept doing it. Now he lives in New York. Um, see, he uh, so I just talked to him like last month probably, and he was like, I'm "Like, dude, what do you like? What's the goal now? It used to be like, hey, you're gonna get on Comedy Central." I go, but now I don't even watch Comedy Central. It's Nobody like, does. is it Netflix? Is it YouTube? And he's like, you know, he's basically like, hey, you gotta like. You know, it's you think it'd be easier because there's more channels, but you, it's like harder because you have to like it's too saturated. You have I would to imagine. be like Instagram and podcast mm-hmm. and YouTube, and you have yeah. to do like all of it. So that's where it's harder. So yeah, so he's like, it's hard to kind of define your goals at that point. Dude, there's so many people that do podcasts. 
Yeah. Yeah. So as you Pretty start talking with people, yeah. it's just like, yeah, I do podcasts. I do podcasts. I do podcasts. Like, wow. These are really like a lot of them out there. Yeah. And uh, so how do people market these? Like when they do these, yeah, what does yeah, that yeah. look like? Well, I think if you're thinking about just trying to grow on a podcast or whatever. Uh, just so, so I just hear these just random people like, hey, I, I, I do a podcast that I started a podcast. I probably know five people that do podcasts with just different things. Yeah, yeah. So I think partially you just have to like pick a, a niche where there's an audience, mm-hmm. which helps a little bit too. Uh, then I think you got to like pick. Have you ever watched or listened to the My Favorite Murder podcast? Mm-hmm. It's these two ladies. Uh, both of her are like in LA. I think one might be on like a TV show or something, but you wouldn't know who she was. It doesn't matter. They talk about murders, and it is fucking hysterical. So, so comedically, they talk about murders. I love it. They're just not talking I about, am. and it's mostly like a gr- so their whole theme is basically like I think their theme is like stay sexy and don't get murdered. But they'll like read murder stories, so they have this underlying content theme. Sure, and there's a ton of them out there. And then now at this point, they have a user base that basically like sends them stories about mm. like. Oh, here it is one time my mom told me about when she was whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they'll read even, like, these horrific stories, mm. right? Yeah. And basically, like, riff on them, and they'll still be funny. Mm. Like, laugh out loud funny, mm-hmm. right? Talk, yeah. Talking about someone, some kid robbing a lady and then ends up killing her. So they'll her, have fun with it. And then they'll go to that, they'll get that lady's address. This is, like, a real story. So they're basically these two teenage kids, a guy and girl, uh, rob this lady at a store. She's leaving a store. Mm-hmm. They end up taking her, and this is very unfortunate. They, like, killed her in a park. Horrible. But they took her driver's license, got her address, and went to her husband's house immediately afterwards. Why? In between, they stopped at McDonald's. Right, to footage of that. <laughs> then they went to the husband's house. And they broke into the husband's house. And they said, hey, we have your wife. Oh. They ransom. He, they didn't tell him that, like, she was, like. Sure. So they basically robbed him. And on the way over, they st- the, his cars was, like, a, it's the Geo... <laughs> Geo Prism. Metro? Geo Metro. Yeah. So there were reports they stole like a Geo Metro and something else. And they started riffing on They're like, what happened with the G- what happened to the Geo Metro? And they start riffing on it. It's hysterical, but it's underlying stories like like serious, Horrific, right? Yeah. So these yeah, so basically they're they have a they end up having like a huge following. So I think partially it's like if you can come up with like an idea or an area where you can get good content. Mm-hmm. And their big thing too is the reason why they're successful is they're like, hey, a lot of primarily ladies are, like, really into murder, but always been afraid to talk about it. Mm. They give this platform to talk about it. That's true. So, yeah, so my mom loves those murder mysteries, and my mom is this little four-foot-nine Catholic lady. That is hysterical. Uh, She loves those things. Why? Why I don't know. My little sister loves them. She loves trying to figure it out. Like, it's a puzzle, but, like, I don't know, Mom, why do you always have to go to the murder? Like, why does the murder have to be in it? Like, why don't you read about bank robberies? Yeah. What's that about? Um, I never grilled her too hard about it. Because sure. I feel like it's her private little world. Like, I think she does I everything mean, else good. She would like the podcast, and I'm sure of it. She pro- she probably would. I just got my mom to get an iPhone X. So the next step is to get her... Internet. Internet. <laughs> you can't get them without internet now. <laughs> you can't? It's like, you have to get internet. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. to. If you want to buy that phone, if you want to activate it, you have to get an internet line on it. That's hysterical. I'm pretty sure... I feel like at once upon a time, I tried not to get internet, so I was just going to use Wi-Fi. For internet, my phone, and I had to pay for. If you have a smartphone, you have to pay for an internet. That's crazy. Yeah, they're like, um, pathway. That's an iPad. They're like, no, no, I want my iPhone. They're like, well, then you get internet. <laughs> right. But I don't want internet. I want Wi-Fi. They're like, yeah, that's an iPad. I just want to use that as. Just yeah. Just want my iPhone. I want my iPhone, but I don't want to pay for internet. Yeah. Okay, we have the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm always amazed how people can market these and. I am too. They take off and uh Yeah. I would say do it on YouTube too. It's probably like the biggest channel. Yeah. 
people just randomly find you. Yeah, or that's probably where it's at. Yeah, yeah, but they're fun. I think too, if you can make it funny, it's good. And if yeah. you can think of something, you know, uh, well, I guess if, unless you're, I don't know, like serial or whatever. Like some of these podcasts have these long. I don't really like serious stuff though. So no, like the top podcasts are normally like murder mystery, and they're so boring, man. I can't take it. Yeah, it's too serious for me. I can't yeah. take it. Yeah, I listen to, so I listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. I do yeah. appreciate that. I do. Um, he, I blame him, and I don't know if you've heard of a guy named Jason Ellis. Jason Ellis. He used to be a skateboarder. Um, I think in his 40s, he hung that up and primarily started doing podcasting, radio stuff, and he was yeah. with Sirius for a while. But anyhow, I blame those guys for taking jujitsu. so they always... Yeah. We're talking about jujitsu on there, and uh, I remember before jujitsu was even big, it was just like 10 years ago. No, was it 10 years ago? Maybe seven years ago. And I remember, like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I showed up to the jujitsu school, and uh, I, I, I found it on the internet. And uh, this was, so this was, I feel like it wasn't as easy to find things on the internet when I was looking for this. So yeah. I did, I found the address, and I showed up there. I'm going to go up the stairs, and all I hear is wha boom, wha boom. Boom, and, and glass is going like this, and I just, just loud noises. Right. Uh, I turned right around and left. <laughs> and uh, I think it was, I think it was about a year and a half later, uh, I did it again. But as much as those guys talked about jujitsu on there, they would just, that was their thing. Like, I don't, do you listen to Rogan's podcast? At uh, all? Yeah, occasionally, yeah. Yeah, he'll bring that up a lot. It's like three hours, it's too long for me. Yeah, and some of the, some of the episodes I just don't get into. Yeah. Like, I just, I yeah. don't really care about bow hunting. Like, yeah, I don't can't know, really yeah. talk about that right, for yeah. whatever. But yeah. he, he does have some interesting interviews. I always appreciate his interviewing style. I always appreciate, like, Jason Ellis, this guy. He, he's kind of like, if you just saw him, you're like, but his interview style is really cool. Okay. Um, but he, he can get people to say things that normally maybe they wouldn't, or he can um, push things that need to be pushed. Like, he could smell BS and push a little oh, harder on sense. it. Yeah. So I did always appreciate that by those podcasts. But I listened to, um, what else I listen to? I'm really into human behavior, psychology, sociology. Like obsessed with it. Like, what do you mean? Give me an example. I don't really know what that means. So, so human behavior. Like, why do people do what they do? Psychology behind it. Um, you know, getting into why people behave. Maybe something that happened in their childhood. I'm, mm. I'm obsessed with body language. Like understanding micro things that people do that they don't even realize they're doing, but you're oh, they're okay. actually telling you what they're thinking. And they don't realize they're even doing it. And on, quite honestly, they can't control it. Most yeah. people can't control these little things they do. Uh, right. Especially when they're put under stress, these things just come out. So yeah. it's really fascinating to watch people, like, especially people like maybe wa- talking to each other for the first time. They're very stressed out. People are just are very stressed out of other people. Yeah. Um, I feel like the world thinks everybody's a murderer. Uh, you know, I blame CNN and Fox and, you know, people are bad. I want to believe people are good. But when you watch people that are stressed out talking to each other, just watching their body language, watching how, uh, you know, something simple about like putting something in between them, like that means I'm uncomfortable with you right now. Like there's like, right. you, and they don't realize they're doing it. Sure. Like, so when I'm talking with somebody, just little things like that. And it's actually teaches me how to control my body language because it's subconscious to you. What I do actually is subconscious to you, how you make sense f- feed off me. So like, yeah. I will purposely not put something in between me and you. Uh, my arms will not be like this in front of me. Um, you have to open yourself up and you right. watch people melt and open themselves up to it. But, but just in general, I'm going on a rant here, but I love psychology. I love why do people you really? do it. Yeah. Do. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. It's just, um, 
I think it's a hack. It's a hack how to, I don't want to say control people, but it's a hack on being able to, you can almost read people's minds in a weird way. Like you kind of yeah. know what they're thinking or you, or, you know, and it's not foolproof. Like you can't, right. it's not foolproof, but you, if you read enough of these books or you, you listen to these podcasts that talk about human behavior, you kind of get a gist of things of like how certain equations are going to pan out. Um, Sense. Yeah. 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 I could see that a little bit. Uh, I usually, <laughs> I'm usually more so if I'm talking to somebody I just met, I just usually just don't fucking care. They don't care about, so you don't like interactions. So, I, you know, not at first, but then you warm up uh, once I like somebody, I like them. But until then you're just like, I they mean, have to prove themselves it's weird. to you. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is, man. I wish I wasn't like that. I wish I could be more like, so you could, you wish you'd be more excited about meeting a new person. Like you wish you'd be, do you, I'm a were you marker. always like this or yeah, did the comedy yeah. scene do this no, too? No, no, no. I'm always like So that. you always like this. Yeah, I think I don't think I'd realize it when I was younger, right? So, but yeah, for whatever reason, I meet like new people and I'm talking to them. And I'm just like, I don't know that I care to talk to you. Like, it's very weird. But then, like, so they don't I have anything them, interesting to say. I'm sure they do. You just don't care. <laughs> I know it's, it's going up so rude. <laughs> well, no, it's just you. It's it's, it's fascinating. I mean, yeah. you can't. That's the thing. You can't control. There's a couple things you can't control in life, and I, I do feel like sense of humor. You can't. Yeah. I, I truly believe you can't control sense of humor. If you have a dark sense of humor, if you have right. A very corny sense of humor, like no one's gonna change that. Like no, no, I'm very, and I can take a lot. Of, I t- I can take very little data and make very big assumptions. <laughs> you take leaps. Oh my god, yeah, I can leap like nobody's nobody's business. Uh, but you know, I don't know if you've uh, Malcolm Gladwell just published uh, talking to strangers, mm-hmm. and basically is trying to defunk everything you just ranted about for mm. the last ten minutes. So he he's trying to say that everything I'm thinking about or learned is BS. Uh, in some regards, and I'm only like halfway through it, but so what you assume of a stranger by reading everything but getting to know them is wrong. Well, yes, yeah, so it's proven that like a randomized a randomized machine accurately like so take a judge mm-hmm. judging a DUI person or some crime, right? Mm-hmm. And that judge could see this person, judge their demeanor, see what's happening, and make these accurate decisions about whether Bobby's going to be good and what I should sentence him to and should, will he be uh, a harm to society in the future, right? Mm-hmm. They are grossly wrong in their decisions and the way they act and machines are actually more accurate than they are. Can predict an algorithm, basically how yes. they were raised, how they, they were. they are giving a better assumption of that. So that was one and then um, they talked about and then the other one a little bit too, he's in, in I, again, I started getting like down this rabbit hole with it so I, I got bored with it but basically they took these people that can read faces and you even got bored with a book. I got it. Did I people like, books? Well, it's it's like too detailed. I'm like, just get, where, what am I fucking learning here? Like, it's basically like what I want to know. Like, right. Okay. And so, right. I mean, he did go through the whole Jerry Sandusky thing, which you'd appreciate, which I didn't know the whole story. So I was like really listening into that. And that's like an underlying current. There's like two of those mm. where he's keeps going in and out of like the Jerry Sandusky makes reference to them. Yeah, just about how people made all these assumptions and they're not accurate. And so, but he basically had this whole skit on Friends where basically had, like, a person that could read faces. Mm. And he's getting very detailed, like, Q7 was doing this and Q5 was doing this. And basically, he's like, you don't even have to have audio. You don't have to even speak English. Mm-hmm. You can understand what's going on just by watching it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So then there's some scientists that took that, uh, the six emotions you're facing, make happy, sad, neutral, scared, whatever. Mm-hmm. And went to, like, school children in, say, like, London or in Spain, and they were basically, like, 100% accurate. Like, here's a face. What's this face look like? Well, I would say that was scared. Mm-hmm. 
So like, okay, cool. And of course it was in the US. So then they went to like the Trubin Islands. And yeah, I never heard of either. The same thing with kids there, right? Assuming it like in the Trubin Islands are uh, the, the Trubin Islands are like the check for all this. So like if you say this works in Spain or this works in London or in New York City and it works in the Trobin Islands, it must work worldwide. So maybe like an isolated culture versus... It is, yeah. So they take this to there, to these school children. In most cases, they couldn't identify that somebody was laughing. The laughing was the most <coughs> common one. But beyond that, though, like a lot of them thought anger was like the surprised face. Huh. <coughs> Why? The, um, and so his point was like, this is not innate... And just like who we are, this is trained, right? And so when you go to a culture in a far off area, so they actually did there, and then they did like three other locations, mm -hmm. and basically like the same exact result. And it wasn't just him doing it because he wasn't even part of it. These were like PhDs. This is what they've studied for like twenty years. So basically, geographically, so you're saying that different ge geographies read faces differently. Well, the whole point was that like. People say, like, well, we all, you know, laugh, smile, or, you know, smile, cry, whatever. We all know these emotions, and mm -hmm. it's just who we are as humans. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, like, based on what these scientists have said, like, that's not true. Mm, so people's faces are just different. Well, they would say, like, basically, like, an anger face. No, that, that person's not angry. They look happy. It was fucking weird. It was weird. So that's, so, I mean, that's, I guess that's what we're looking at there is a difference between someone reading versus the actual facial expression being what it is. So his point, it was like, hey, if you're going to judge somebody, like, that does not necessarily mean that's who they are mm -hmm. because this is not innate. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, and at that point I had to park my car and get out. <laughs> you're listening to the audiobook. book? <laughs> I was the audio book, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I just think it's, fa I think it's fascinating. I think there's something to it. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason that cops and uh, I feel like prison guards, these people, they can kind of pick up on when someone's nervous, when oh, someone's, yeah. it's just little things. I guess that's where I go to, not necessarily like reading someone's soul. Like, are they a good person or a bad person? I'm, sure. I don't read auras. I don't, yeah. I was around one of those people one time and they were like trying to tell me they read auras and she wouldn't tell me my aura. Okay. Um, yeah. And I'm like, you know, what? right. Yeah. Like, She's like, but if you put 50 cents in this yeah. machine. <laughs> she was actually my boss. Was she really? Which was scary. That is scary. It was very scary at this person. She was always, she was always What kind of job is she? Dairy Queen? No, what? Just medical field. What? Just medical field. She was uh, just in a position where she was somebody's boss, but she was always suspicious. Mm. You know, you're up to something. You're up to something. You're up to something. Yeah, like, that's weird. She's a very paranoid person. Like, it takes yeah. a lot of energy to constantly think someone around you is up to something. Maybe yeah. they are, but is it really, like, or what, up, what are they up to that's that bad? Like, is it yeah, that not, major kind of thing? It's not. So she was, uh, she was only my boss maybe for like two years. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just, I felt bad for her. Yeah, that's you do. What her yeah, energy is. something like that. You're just like it be, must be like struggle to get through life if you think everybody's against you. Well, she just thought she was smarter than everybody around her, kind of like reading auras and yeah, considered being a problem. You know, I, I know who you are, Pete. Yeah, yeah. I can see your aura. Like, thanks for judging me. We didn't even talk yet, but yeah, appreciate I would immediately it. be like, did I put deodorant on? <laughs> God damn, bought deodorant without aluminum in it again. Oh, the what smells? They're so offensive. They're so offensive. They're yeah. so offensive. Like. God, like you're on an airplane or something. It's just, there's yeah. something about, so, and it's like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's not their fault. Like maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. Whatever the case is, but it makes you angry. 
Like it actually yeah. makes me mad. Sometimes they can't help it, man. Yeah, they can't. It's like a real thing. Yeah. In the military, you can be honest with them and you make them get on medication. What kind? Like anti-sweating medication? There's, there is medication that you can take, yeah. <coughs> and they legitimately, Sorry. they legitimately, will, people will get diagnosed with and go get that. Wow. Well, I know a lot of people do Botox injections. Uh, yeah, that was very common in D.C. It's kind of expensive. Kill their sweat. Well, kill their sweat glands. Kill their yeah. sweat glands? Yes, uh, it's very kind of exp- I remember it was, like, I had, I had some people did it. Yeah, they'll do it in their palms. Some yeah, people actually get sweat in their palms, yeah. So they, they're like, I'm an aggressive sweater. They go, yeah, because oh, yeah. every six months when that Botox wears out, it's like, fucking <laughs> finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, injecting an actual toxin into your, into your body to kill it. Yeah, well, it's coming out somewhere else. Yeah, what, what's coming out? What do you mean? Well, I mean, if you just plug it off your armpits, that's what's not. <laughs> it's going somewhere else. Like, oh, this door's closed. Let's fucking check the window over here, right? And all of a sudden, your back is like sweating. <laughs> that's probably what happens. <laughs> that's, probably what happens yeah. that's funny. Yeah, it's like, why am I sweating between my toes? Well, yeah, it's got to get out, man. Um, I gotta pee real quick. I don't even. Yeah. I don't know if I can pause this or not. Um, I should have probably figured that out. I could stop it, but I don't know if I can pause it. Bad. All right, we're sitting here. You can just talk about your own life. <sighs> Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> <coughs> you can edit this out later. So it is what time have we got here? Nine fifty nine on a Saturday night in Pete's basement. Uh, just kind of checking out the scene here. He's got a dry erase board. Uh, that says the words manager, user, business, reviews. So it looks like he had a meeting down here, some kind of business meeting, followed by a bunch of scribbles that are just about the height of his son if his arm was extended. So I'm going to guess that that's a Graham artwork there. And uh, we got a poster on the wall that says Marquee World Celebrated Magician. I don't know who that man is, but he has a very non-symmetrical face. So maybe the artist screwed up, but or maybe that guy's just got a crooked face. He needs to use his magic to balance that out, I think. And then we have a picture. It's like an old picture that was drawn of a 1930s football player, maybe. 1910. 1910, before helmets. So, a lot before, of CTE there. Before helmets and condoms, probably. Oh, there you go. It's probably got like 17 or 18 kids running around here. <laughs> That's funny. I was just, I used the time to just admire your room. You did, yeah. Thank you. It sounded like you were like a contractor taking estimates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. It's better than my basement, man. It is, it is your basement. Technically, but it doesn't have the cat shit. Oh. Yeah. Well... My cat's what like you to shit do on do you got to get an older couple to build a house and build it out for you <laughs> and then move to Florida. That's what we needed to do. Yeah. Um, and then have them think, you know what? We got some pretty cool shit from 1985. These people are going to love these pictures. We're going to list the house with those. God, they were rough. I know Michelle sure. looked at it, and she loves seeing insides of houses. And when this went on the market, she was so excited to see the pictures. and. Yeah. Just didn't work out. I, I didn't sell the house well. Dude, Amanda saw the pictures and was like, hey, we're going to look at this house. She goes, we're not looking at that house. We're not looking at that. And I was like, dude, it's the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. She goes, yeah, that house is sad. <laughs> I was 
like, okay. She wasn't lying. She was not lying. She had a sad energy. It did. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I'm not, we're not, we're not, we're not going to ask. It's nice like, that right. she looked at it that way because Michelle looked at it that way too. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, we, <coughs> we decided to build. Uh, there was only. <sighs> yeah, so walk me through this process. Yeah. I talked to him and then I immediately was like. Oh, to build the house? I, mind you, I, I, when I did it, it was like, I, I think I was like already like a foot and a half out of the mm-hmm. conversation. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't even like one foot in. I was like, I was up in arms about everything. So I'm impressed that you actually pulled the trigger. <sighs> I just thought I was thinking like, who fucking would do this? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it's the fastest growing community on the East Coast. So <laughs> yeah. they're doing something they're, right. They're doing something right, yeah. <clears throat> so we, I mean, we, it starts. So did you look at other places? <clears throat> Let me back up here. So how old were you? So it was pages five. She was Almost two when we moved in, where so did four you, years ago. Where did you guys live before that? We lived uh, about 20 miles away in Linglestown. On Harrisburg side? Mm-hmm. So on the, on the east side. Yeah, so you go past Harrisburg. Okay. So we lived there in Michelle's townhome. She bought that probably eight years earlier. They put a big townhome development there and, and okay. sold them pretty fast. And yeah. they sold them higher than what the resale was, so... People got excited. There wasn't a lot of property like that in the town. So she mm-hmm. bought in uh, at a certain price. And then five years later, we got together, moved in with her for about a year or two. So she owned that place <clears> for five <throat> years before you met her. Yeah, five or six years. Wow. Um, she was eating, you know, peanut butter and jelly and Raymond noodles to try to pay for it. Yeah. Um, she moved, Ra- she was Raymond in there with noodles? a guy. <laughs> Raymond noodles, yeah. Smack her mom. Isn't it ramen? No, it's Raymond. Raymond noodles? Phonetically. I've never. A M E. Nah. It should be pronounced Raymond. Steffi Ramen. We can argue that, but we'll get a oh, phonics okay. book out if you, you want. You had a uh, Raymond's noodles. Yeah, Raymond noodles. <laughs> Fucking no way. <laughs> they don't grow like that. By no dude is going to eat Raymond's know. noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Ramen noodles. I would love the shit out of them. <laughs> Smack Ramon. Raymond noodles. Not bad. You can call me either or. Um, <laughs> All right. So yeah. So you. Yeah. So you meet her, and she's got her stuff together. Then. Uh yeah yeah she was responsible. Um meanwhile she came to my my place. Yeah. And I did not own a vacuum cleaner. This isn't a joke. I did not own a vacuum cleaner. I lived in that house for. <laughs> would you use tape? You I was known as the widow maker in the sense that, like, I would move in with a girl. Okay. Into her place. Yeah. And then the girl would move out. Makes so sense. So I moved to Harrisburg. Yeah. I lived with a girl. I, I wasn't with her. I moved in with her, and it was within two years she moved out. So okay. Yeah. Whatever reason she moved out. Then I moved in with another girl in her town home. Within six months, she moved and out. And you stayed. And I stayed. Wow. So it wasn't my choice. She said, I can't afford this place. Meanwhile, like, I, I can't afford this either. But she's like, I, I'm going to go. Left me with a whole ton. I was renting. Um, she took her vacuum cleaner with her. <laughs> it's a 24-year-old guy and a vacuum cleaner. And I had parties. And uh, make a long story short, it would crunch when you'd walk through my oh, living room. That's, and uh, that's, Michelle, anybody yeah. knows that she's a she's yeah. very clean, germ-freaky person. Oh, I have no idea. She was like, this is a problem that I'm going to fix. <coughs> no idea. So, she had no idea it takes so long. It, you know what? And I'll <laughs> tell this story because she, she, I've told this story before and she's okay with it. Okay. So I'll tell this story. All this right. is, oof, I, if she didn't break up with me after this story, then oh. she just won't break up with All me. Right, yeah, fair enough. So we were dating for about six months, I think, at this point. And, um, not living with her? No, not living with her. So she would, you know, she, we didn't live far from each other. She'd come over for the weekend, stay over the weekend, go sure. back to her apartment during the week. We'd see each other in a week now and then. And, uh, you know, I was I was a young man and uh, newly dating Michelle. 
and I wanted to keep myself well-groomed. Okay. Right? As a man, I wanted to keep myself well-groomed. So I had this system where I would put a towel down, and I would use uh, uh, you know, a pair of clippers, and I would, uh, you know, everything. My armpits, my chest. Like, yeah, I, would, right. I would. So that's just how I, I, I like to be. And uh, it's like a linen trip. Yeah, I leave so a little. I, I leave a little that. Hitler mustache, <laughs> <laughs> just so they know what you know who, who's who's mean business. But uh, <laughs> so I I would put this towel down, and, and in the in the process, I guess I just misjudged when she was coming over. Sure. So I hear the front door open. Right, we're at that level where she didn't knock anymore. She's just kind of coming in. Yeah. I hear the the door open. And I'm upstairs, and we're just not at that part in a relationship yet where she can walk in and see what's going on here. Right. Right. Yeah. And. Uh, I quick fold the towel up, right? And I shove the towel with all the clean towels. Oh, no. Right? And I quick get in the shower, right? Yeah. And, you know, we're still at that, you know, we're not farting in front of each other, not doing any of that yeah. stuff yet. So I'm getting a shower, and she's, you know, in my bedroom talking to me, and I get out, and I'm, I'm done getting cleaned up, and, and she wanted to get a shower at my place. Or no, she wanted to, she wanted to wash her face. So she's like, hey, can you get me a clean towel? I don't know where my short... <laughs> attention span was where I completely forgot <clears throat> that the the uh, pube lace towel yeah. is with the clean towels that I folded perfectly with all the other ones and I just said here and I gave it to her and she goes <laughs> she goes is this a clean towel because she already knows like I'm just a, a savage I just live right, the dirt right. is this a clean towel I said I just took it away from, you know, and I still, I didn't, in my own brain, I didn't remember sure. what I did. I took it over in the clean towels, Michelle. <laughs> it's a clean towel. Looked her right in the eye and said it. Dead serious. So I, I, ha- I handed her the towel. I go downstairs and, you know, I, okay. I go downstairs and play Call of Duty, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I put on the Xbox and she's yeah. washing her face and I'm just, eh, drinking a beer. And I hear, Bobby! And I went, and my first thing was like, I can't pause the game. <laughs> mad. I was mad. I was in the heat of battle on Call of Duty. Yeah. People shooting at me. I had like two minutes left in the game. And I think I yelled up, give me two minutes or something. She goes, she yelled it again. And at this point, I thought it was a spider. I thought it was. Sure. So and then I'm just getting mad. Like, it's yeah. just like. Sure. So I'm going up the stairs in the first three four steps I go up. I'm cursing and myself and grumbling. And like, what the, you know, what's this about? And, uh. I get to like the fifth stair and she goes, you said this was a clean towel. Right. And I started like going back in time, you know, you lose your keys or something. You're going back all these different, you know, I'm like, I get to the sixth step and I went. Yeah. And I, you know, I made that decision. Do I go up the last remaining flights of stairs and, and, and meet whatever's happening up there? Or do I just go back downstairs and like maybe just run or or yeah? What do you do? Yeah. What do I do? Right. Yeah, so you can't. oh hey, I don't. Yeah. So I was a man about it, and I and I walked up the stairs and I walked in pretty timidly and gingerly. Yeah. And um, I turned the corner, and she's she's going like this. She's she's spitting something off the edge of her lip. Oh my god. And she's got soap in her eyes. Yeah. She's got, you know, she was going to wipe this towel. Right. So she can't open her eyes. She can feel, mm. you know, whiskers right now, on her enough. lips. Yeah. <laughs> and she's going, please tell me no. Please tell me this isn't what I think it is. 
I'm telling you what, Pete, I, my legs gave out. I, 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 like, part of me is like, I can't laugh at this girl. This is horrific. This is horrible. I couldn't breathe. I could not breathe. And I thought to myself, this, this girl's either going to kill me or she's going to laugh with me. Yeah. And this was a rite of passage in our relationship. Like, yeah. what is she going to do with this moment kind of thing? Because right. she could have killed me right there. <laughs> and, uh, and it's so funny knowing how much of a germ you called it out she though? is. You didn't tell her what. Oh, yeah. I Did said, you? oh, my God. And I was just, <laughs> and I wanted to help her. I looked at her like, what have I done kind of thing? And she's like, you said this was, she, and I'm getting ripped apart at this right. point. You're I'm like, just taking it. What is it. officially still a clean towel? It's got, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's never been used. It's like, I could have used that. It's not dry. Lime. It's still dry. It wasn't wet. Technically. Yeah. Technically. It's technically just what's a little hair. Um, she had cats, just a cat hair. Yeah, that part of it here is clean. You just yeah, used a, you used the wrong side. It's your fault. It's not my fault. Yeah. So how do you so okay, so you have that conversation? <laughs> I'd have been like <laughs> she, I think no. She said no a couple times. She was in denial. So okay. So then you say like like do you just does it diffuse and she like you get another clean <laughs> towel? Yeah, so what's the next steps? Yeah, I think I got her a clean towel. Uh, she laughed. Okay. She was laughing. Thank so God. that was the good part about this is she, and that meant a lot. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know what? There's going to be a lot of situations like this in our yeah. life. If we keep going, we have to laugh about it. I understand yeah. you're upset, and you're allowed to be upset at me, and you're allowed to be mad. And I, I took it all, whatever she wanted to throw at me. Um, she got right in the shower. We put it in the shower and, you know, got her cleaned up. And to this day, she'll think about it. Oh, like yeah. she just has I this just, reaction. I kind of did it myself. Yeah. It's a hard, it's, you can't write that though. You cannot write that. You can't write that. I could not believe what happened there. And, there uh, certain moments in your life. Yeah. And we, she's, she's told the story. It usually takes her a couple of drinks, but she'll tell the story. So that's why I feel like I can tell the story. Okay. Now, but yeah. Now it's officially recorded. It so. is officially recorded. And it's, officially it's out there. Hysterical. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It is one of the things though, man. It's, yeah, it's just, dude, it's, 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 you can't write it, but nope. We've been through, what else have we been through? Oh, I can't share that one. Yeah, let's not share it. No, we'll keep it to a minimum there. But th- <laughs> I know I can share that the first one. We'll keep it to that one for now. But <laughs> but yeah, so um, we can get back to your comedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can get back to your comedy if you want. So you um, finish comedy. You have your last set. Someone gave you a huge compliment that that was awesome set you killed. Yeah. Everybody laughed. So... How about this? Like, yeah, at that point, <clears throat> every set you were doing. What does it funny. feel like when you get a crowd laughing? Like when you really yeah, get that energy, best, dude. It's like the best fucking feeling in the entire world. It's just like a high. Yeah, it's like, like a you ride come off of it high. Yeah, it is. Oh, by far, it's the best. Mm-hmm. Like if you're into that, I should say right. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. to think like, hey, I wrote this and it was truly me, and I got up there and it just like killed it, mm-hmm. and the crowd was just like go crazy. It's uh, yeah, you would when those moments would happen. You would it would be it would be a pretty big high, right? And then you think about it, and this, the challenge with it was well, it's not really a challenge. You would go back and you like try to do it again, it wouldn't work, and you'd be uh, like, "What the hell?" Uh, yeah. It was always you, it wasn't the crowd. Yeah, right. So it's like yeah. those highs and lows. So you was very cognizant of, "Hey, that set was amazing," but that doesn't mean the next set's gonna be amazing. Yeah, no, I guess that's that's the yin and the yang of it. I yeah. mean, uh, like appreciating. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eating it, but then appreciating when it happens, and I guess that's what. I would imagine that's what makes it as exciting is it maybe catch you by surprise sometimes of the energy. Yeah, yeah just when you would think something's funny, it's not funny. <coughs> and then, yeah, so, yeah, and then that's basically, I got the point with that. It was just like, hey, I either have to, like, move to New York City or 
LA, and which I wasn't going to do. Right. And so so why, why don't you? So you like writing. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you get into writing a script? Maybe you're writing a script. Maybe you're. I haven't, but yeah, it's fun. It'd yeah, be fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even know what that looks like. I wouldn't even know what the format I would look like. You know, I've googled it a few times and looked it up. And yeah. I mean, it's like when this. It's just like anything in life. It's like one of the things you like spend like three hours looking it up, and you're like, well, I could have just spent three hours writing. <laughs> yeah, it's true, and and that's like. Uh, I, I think that's what I was telling you. I want to do, do a series of short stories mm-hmm. and just keep writing short stories, like short, funny stories. Like yeah. they're limited to a room. They're limited to like, give me 10 an example minutes. of a sh- funny, sh- cause you've obviously thought about this or wrote something. Well, so that. that, so that story right there. Right. So well, I could make yeah. that a, uh, I can make that a little skit. You can make that like a, there's a way to do it. Um, you can almost like parodies of life in a sense, yeah, that, yeah. like, or maybe things that you think are funny in situations that what if it did go that way? Like, what does that look like? What, what, what does the room look like? Like, what did he do if I did do that? Yeah. You know, so you think about if you did something a little differently for the gag or to be funny or. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I've thought about it, not a huge amount, but uh, I've entertained it just, just for something to do. Like I look, so what I look at it as um, is more of a hobby. So like I would, I would be fine and I've said this to Michelle, just doing 15 minutes, like mm-hmm. having a solid 15 minutes, Yeah, knowing that I went through the paces, got up there, made people laugh. Or if I wrote a funny script, like I wrote a funny yeah, or was involved in writing a funny movie, like I think I would be okay. I don't think I want the everybody yeah, like famous kind of thing. Like I don't know if that would appeal to me. I don't think it would appeal to me. I'm sure it would be addicting in a sense and the money and stuff. But yeah. but I think it's just, I think if you like comedy, you like people, people laugh that kind of stuff is so rewarding. Almost like I think of it as a hobby yeah, than yeah, I think yeah, of it as anything sure, yeah. else. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially at this point in your life. It's like, what are you? Right. Like, but it's, what's fascinating. I was listening to some facts of like Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. He didn't make his first movie until he was 40. Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield didn't get famous until he was like 50. Yeah. So like, it's not like things don't happen in people's lives. No, like that. It's probably easier to say because of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so I I have to sometimes say that like I have just because of my when uh, my old agency we had like video equipment, so I have like decent video equipment too. Mm-hmm. And so I have sometimes I I uh, I uh, I don't do not letter presses uh, like that poster like a program wall. like these are these posters are all letter pressed, right? Okay. So in DC, I owned a, a letter press studio that was part of my design agency. Okay. Old equipment, still have equipment in my brother's house. Equipment's for like the forties, but it's amazing. Wow. Right? Yeah, that's they're they're pretty expensive. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they're probably worth like fifteen thousand dollars each from the prices, oh, wow. right? So I case you think I want to get back into is like a fun, like creating poster. It was like really fun. I yeah. have like all the equipment I've so Did I you make that poster? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't have been making fun of the guy's asymmetrical oh, I don't face. Know. No, I don't really care about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um actually no, we didn't make that one. That one came from someone else. The other ones I did though, over through here. Um, but uh yeah, so basically but it was like fun to do. And um you know, it's probably like design agency or whatever. So, in the process of that, I started doing like a letterpress YouTube channel. Oh, wow. For, although a lot of people would call me up and be like, trying, you know, I want to get in a letterpress and um, what about the ink and all sort of stuff? And I was yeah. like, okay, cool. So, I'd answer it. So, then I started just like saying, you know, I'm going to start creating. I had like, again, no kids or anything at the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you just have like some oodles of time. time. It's just like, yeah. And at the time I worked for myself, right? I had an agency that was like, I didn't even have, my was my boss. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, I still, you know, you still work a lot, but like, mm-hmm. Uh, so I do these videos. I've probably done like 40 or 50 of them. And I was like getting like a decent little following. In. And then 
end up creating like a product and I start selling the product like ink or whatever. Right. And so my brother runs that business, but, uh, um, so your brother runs it now. Yeah. 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 I just, okay. with, 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 with the kid, it was just too, yeah, it's too much. Yeah. 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 It does good. He does like 35, 36,000 a year, but you thought about doing it again. Well, the letterpress equipment's fun. So the, what, so I created, the, I was doing these YouTube videos mm-hmm. And it was fun to do because I was, like, sharing this knowledge and I was getting, like, some of them had, like, 20,000 views, right? Mm. And so, like, I was getting a lot of traction from it. And it's actually, like, fun to do mm. um, just because you're, like, hey, I'm really good at this one thing. And then there's, like, a little audience that wants to, like, learn about this. And mm. it was, like, fun to do, right? So um, I have sometimes thought about, like, gosh, I should bring it back and start doing that again just for, like, fun. But it's, like, a lot of logistic to bring the equipment here and in my garage so I don't do that. What's that mean? Like, you might end up going through the whole thing and be, like... I don't want to do this. Uh, yeah, that's, and that's like I did all this. I set it up. Yeah, I did that's basically it, yeah. what Amanda's. Amanda's like, hey, like, if you, if you really want to do it, that's fine. But like, did that shark? Did you jump the shark already with it? It's like, gonna are you like ready take to like else? half the garage space, and so I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And so you know, the kids and stuff, and the equipment's kind of dangerous, and just so it's like, I mean, not really dangerous, but yeah. So I probably won't do it. But what is pretty funny about that though, I would do these videos, and I had to shut off the comments because people leave comments, right? They'd be like, oh. And a lot of it was like brides or printers. It was like saying, you know, thanking you or asking questions. I did this video one time on the difference between this is you're gonna you're gonna understand this. You won't understand it all. <laughs> I, I did this difference between what is the difference between white ink and opaque ink when you're printing on black paper because you know, it's a pretty hot topic to like seven people on the internet. Mm. And um. Um, was he trying to write a joke? Is no, this I, this is seriously, and because it's a question <coughs> I would get a lot from printers. How do you make this amazing print on black paper, white ink on black paper? Cause it's transparent ink, right? Sure. I would get that a lot. Well, the reality is I had like, I had these amazing machines cause I got afford to buy them. Then I had a plate maker so I can make the plates to make the print mm-hmm. where you'd have to learn to buy. So I had the ability to like fail quickly. And so we would make these wedding invitations to like, that like Martha Stewart's company was trying to like, how are you guys doing this? Right. Oh, she would get a hold of you like big companies had, would be well, like, I had like amazing designers on my team and we could just fail quickly. Mm. It would cost us like $5 to try something out where it would normally cost somebody's doing it and ordering the plates. It would cost them like a hundred bucks. Mm. So I could like, I could fail a lot. So I'm like, so I do these videos and, um, explaining the process <laughs> and I get this comment that says like, this doesn't seem right. Do you even know what you're talking about? And I was like, what? And then I was just like, person named Ava. So I click on Ava's uh, profile, whatever, and sure. takes me to her channel. She's got a cooking channel. And I was like, oh, okay. All right, Ava. You going to play this fucking game? <laughs> 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 right? So you declared YouTube war. I did. <coughs> I was on like, Ava. Right, okay, Ava. I'm going to play this fucking game, huh? We'll do yeah. this. And then, so, you know. I so she's like making pancakes or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, hi, I'm Ava. Let me show you how to make pancakes. And I start writing in a comment, you make pancakes like a dickhead. <laughs> so you went total. It, in the midst of it, I'm typing this. And then she's like, I'm eight years old. And I was like, screech. Right? Oh, <laughs> snap. Yeah. So you didn't know she was. No. Oh. Posted a comment saying an eight-year-old girl makes pancakes like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you didn't send it. I did. I did. And then I was. Cons- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, on a YouTube video, don't yeah. you see her face? Yeah, well, I saw. Yeah. No, I was too angry. You you were just I like. I was writing a comment 
about the time. I saw what she was doing, and I clicked. No, I and didn't you watch, saw an eight-year-old. I make, didn't watch the video. I was in the. Okay, that's what I'm getting at. No, I just you I were saw, just pancake video. Oh, you got yourself. You got your YouTube yeah. channel. Okay, you want to yeah. do this? And it's <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! And then I was like, holy shit, that girl's eight years old. And I was like, why is her parents? So I was like, I, was like, I got the comment, and I'm like, I can't. This girl's eight years old. I'm just telling her. I'm saying you make pancakes like a dickhead. <laughs> Well, thankfully, and her father probably controls the comments. Like, I Dad, let's look at the comments today. Well, so then I was like, why is her parents letting her? So then I'm concerned. And then I go, you know what? Fuck it. She's got to learn. And I click, oh. I click publish. Well, so it's funny because maybe it's her parents running the page. I would hope uh, it is. I hope Ava's you not. You disable comments. I just hope Ava's not on free reign to just comment on I mean, YouTube. That's just letting her. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? Well, Ava, you're with the big boys now. I mean, yeah. You gotta, you gotta pull up your bootstraps. And I left that comment. I'd like to see what she left you in return, though. I don't know, yeah. So Ava never lit you back up? No. She ended her, her pancake Oh Well, career. at that point, I, I turned off comments. <laughs> so she couldn't <laughs> get back to you? I turned off me receiving them. Well, that's probably back before YouTube really patrolled things, as maybe as much yeah, as they well, do now. I was now, like 13, or, 14, yeah. Yeah. This is like not like, that was like 35. How long ago was it? Like 2013, maybe? 14, maybe? So you just did like six or seven years ago. Yes, so Ava still is in high school. I don't know. Yeah. We should look her up. She probably got catfish. See if she got better at <laughs> making pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> she probably definitely got catfished. She probably did. So that reminds me is pretty funny. So this is this is AOL. Oh. AOL time. And uh didn't have it at my house, but the neighbor had it. And this is where you pay you know, a dollar a minute or something. It was something yeah. crazy. And it was a snow day and we ended up at this person's house. And I wanted to get on the chat. I was 13 or 14 at the time, I think. And uh, I was uh, on there and ended up talking to a girl, right? Oh, yeah. So, And I described myself quite vividly before. <laughs> Couldn't go anywhere without a box of Cheez-Its, braces, <laughs> right, loved yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, was yeah. in the band. Yeah. So here's this girl talking to me on AOL, and I just thought it was the greatest thing. And uh, we get to a point where we exchange um, addresses and we're going to write each other then. Right. So I get off this girl's AOL and here I order like 50 bucks by the time I was done with it. And I was like, I'll pay you. I'll pay you. And I just Why kept you typing. Order 50 bucks? Because you paid by the minute back then. Oh. Not the girl talking to me. It was a girl's internet I was using. So her <laughs> AOL I was using and she kept like yelling at me like, you're going to get me in trouble. I'm going to like, I'm not supposed to use it this long. It costs whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, my dad's going to break the ah, CD. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, I never paid her. So I have no idea what happened to that house after I left. But uh, I ended up getting a letter from this girl. Or I thought it was from this girl. Yeah. And uh, there's something in this letter, right? So, <laughs> so. <Like> a finger. <laughs> That might Again, have been up there. I can make huge assumptions. <laughs> it wasn't organic body okay. material. But when I opened the letter up, there's a bullet in there, a 22 caliber bullet, and it's taped to this letter that basically says, uh, so-and-so, who do you, you know, I'll bust a cap in your ass for talking to my girl. Wow. Dude, I got threatened through an, a letter. Yeah. By a guy who got jealous of me talking to his girl, and he taped a twenty-two, a twenty-two bullet. Come on, man, you're not gonna kill me. Twenty-two bullet, yeah. but I'm fourteen, right, dude? My brain is going right to like the movie Friday. It like is. someone's gonna drive by my house yeah. and they're gonna shoot me, and I freaked out. I was in the dark place for for a couple of weeks. It I bet you would be. Really messed me up. 
Somebody mailed me a that bullet. That would be scary. It was yeah, this big letter about how this guy's going to kill me. And Wow. I'm out of the Bush League now. I, so what is interesting about that is I wonder if she was talking to multiple dudes and if he wrote that letter out, did he, you think he was smart enough to take it to like Kinko's and get a copy or he had a fucking hand right It's a chain it. letter. He's like, I got carved on the tunnel now because I had to write eight letters. She's just an AOL hussy. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. She's right? just yeah. like running this three windows. All, <laughs> yeah. And we, we, there was a time too where we, uh, I had a friend that had a microphone on his computer and it was his dad's computer. Yeah. The internet just came around. The internet, you had a phone book for the internet. Okay. And he used Netscape, I remember. Mm-hmm. And we're just thumbing through this phone book looking for chats. Like, people, we, we could chat. And we're like 12 or 13. And uh, we got some real creeps. Oh, like, I bet. We thought they were girls. They weren't. And they were using girl voices. What? And uh, they they would get freaky after a while. Like, you hear, and then you hear man voice come out a little bit. And they would start saying freaky stuff. And uh, what's messed up is uh, we gave this kid's address, this guy. Did you really? Yeah, we're 12 years old on yeah, the internet. No, yeah, yeah, we didn't like, know that. Mm. You know, th- th- this girl, she's telling us she's a, 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 a centerfold, like a Playboy centerfold. Oh, yeah, she's like, I'll she's send you a picture. She would yeah. send us Playboy pictures. Like That makes sense, yeah. But we give her the address. I mean, if I were a Playboy centerfold, I'd be going after 12-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Why wouldn't Why you? Wouldn't you? Because she's got nothing else better to do. No. Yeah. Older guys, they don't treat I them mean, well. I mean, no. Us younger guys, we'll no. do anything you want. Yeah, yeah. We'll say sorry a lot. <laughs> we will say sorry a lot, yeah. But yeah, we gave his address wow. for nudies. So 13-year-old boys will give address up for nudies. That is crazy. Yep. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't get that deep in the internet, man. You're lucky. I did not. You're lucky. Like, anything could have happened, but it's, Mm-mm. yeah. But now it's just. I used to, I've used Craigslist a few times, and I've had some shady episodes on Craigslist in D.C. Mm. It was some shady shit. You used it. Yeah, so I had a bike trainer that I was selling. So a bike trainer is like, um, uh, when I first started mountain biking, I was like, tw- I just moved to DC. I was like twenty seven. My roommates all mountain biked, and so I bought a mountain bike and was really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got this bike trainer because it's like, oh, you can train in the winter. Like I was like, I never use it, right? And it was a wind trainer, which means that when you put on it, like it pushed by wind. So it was really loud. Well, I read it like one time. My neighbor was like, yo. <laughs> you got a fucking chiser train in there? Don't ever do that again. I'll call the police. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, right. Which was like kind of weird because it took me like two hours to set it up. And I was like, God damn, I can't ride this thing anymore. So, yeah, so loud. <clears throat> so I go to sell this thing on Craigslist. And I was selling it for like 75 bucks. And I think I paid like 100 or something. So it was like a good deal. Yeah, sure. And I got like 10 people interested right away. So the first one was like, I said, hey, I'll, I'll come over check it out. I'll give my address. He comes over. And uh, my buddy Dave is there, and and Dave is like a big dude, and since he's like six four or something, right? He's like a big guy, right? Like not fatter than like a big dude, mm-hmm. super super nice guy. So this guy comes in my house, and he's like, "Hey, I go, hey," and I was like, "It was like seventy five bucks," and I put like not negotiable, like it's not negotiable. Like he comes in, and he goes, um, he's standing there, and he's just weird. It's like a weird demeanor on him, right? Um, but he's like, um, um, so. Uh, uh, 50 bucks. And I go, <clears throat> no, nah, man, it's, I got like eight other people. It's $75. Right. He's like, okay, okay. He's just standing there. And I'm like, well, this is weird because there's like the door and it's a hallway and he's between him and the door. Yeah. It's me. And then Dave is just like sitting on the couch watching TV. And he goes, um, 
Do you have a bathroom I can use? Oh, boy. And there's a bathroom between me and Dave. So on the first floor of the, of the townhouse, you walk in the front door. It's a hallway, kitchen, and then dining room, living room, but there's a bathroom. Mm-hmm. So the bathroom's behind me. I go, yeah, yeah, the bathroom's right here. And he's like, he goes in it. He goes in the bathroom. And then I just walk to the front door and open the front door and, like, stand out, like, on the front step. Dave is So you can there. run away and leave Dave yeah, in Dave there with him. Yeah, Dave is sitting at a couch. He's looking at me just, like, watching TV or whatever. And then the dude comes out, and he goes, I'm going to have to go to the ATM and come back. I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever, Please you, do. whatever you need, buddy. Yeah. So then, and then I go, he gets out and, go, and, and I go back in and Dave goes, why'd you go outside? And I go, yeah, that guy, he goes, that conversation, Dave goes, that conversation was weird. And I go, yeah. And he goes, why'd you go outside? I go, well, I don't know, man. I'm assuming if this guy came out with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Dave's on the couch. I go, you look like you could take a bullet. I can't. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, you're 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> or whatever, 6'5". <six>, <laughs> I go, Somebody's got to tell the scene. Yeah. And he's like, you you're not going to tell me that you're afraid. I go, look, man, if you're not sensing it, but I am, mm-hmm. like, you need to get your spidey it's senses It's like a bear. Up. Just act like your dad. He won't bother so you. So I go, hey, let's go. We're going to get Subway. And Dave goes, that guy's getting money coming back. And I go, he ain't, ain't, gonna be I go, he ain't coming back, Dave. No. He goes, oh, okay. So we leave. Come back. This dude wrote a long note on my door with stickies. So he like wrote a sticky and then he had to like get another sticky and get another sticky. And it was like seven or eight stickies. What did he write? Just like, hey, I went to get that money. I got back. You weren't here. I told you I'd be back. Are you okay? Is everything okay? I knocked on your door, looked in the windows to make sure you're okay. By the end of it, is I he asking sure if you're breaking up? If something was wrong, like I feel like it's weird that you left. So He maybe, kept writing these on the stickies? Yeah, like like one after I'll, another? I'll come back and check. And I was like, yeah, it was like very weird. Never came wow. back. Never came back. And then sent me an email just checking in. And I was like, no. Nah, you sent you an email? Yeah, check Like, in. are you okay? Yeah, and I was like, not even going to like delete. It's like, yes, I'm okay now that you're not in my life. Very, the whole thing was weird, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, it was weird. So that was that was like a weird. And that was like back in 2006 or seven or eight or whatever. That was a long time ago. But in like 2013, I am at my office, my design studio, and um, I had this equipment. And so I had to hook up a piece of equipment that was 220. And it was like a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, I can do this. I just, I mean, I can like, I really wanted to like turn equipment on, but I needed 220. Mm-hmm. So I go to the breaker box and I like, okay, here it is. I'm like, you know, watching a YouTube video on how to hook up a 220 breaker. <laughs> Why? Glad you're still here with us. Why? Yeah. So I hook up this 220 breaker and then I turn the, the box on and then I got to plug it in. I got to plug the machine in. I crossed the wires. I watched that. 220. I watched that video five times. And I still crossed that. There's four wires or two wires. This is 220 volts? 220 volts. I crossed the wires, like the biggest no-no in the entire world. Yeah. So when I turn the breaker on, everything's cool. I have to plug it in. <laughs> and Wait, the reason why I didn't plug it in ahead of time was I was afraid of flipping the breaker switch with my hand on the breaker. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll just plug it in. I plugged it in, Bobby, and it said, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I am in my office by myself oh on a Sunday. My Amanda is on like a hundred mile bike ride with her friends, training for. So you're by yourself. I am by my, nobody knows that I am there. So it literally explodes. Explodes like the <laughs> thing explodes. It's going on too. So so the the piece of equipment explodes, explodes. or the actual plug where the plugs go together explodes. I, I mean, you still have your hands. It is a new like, level scary. So the power went out. Oh my god! So now I'm like, so it's dark. 
I have blown out the breaker in my building and I think the apartment above me. So I'm like scared, and then I go to Home Depot and buy the two pieces. You're scared because it happened, well, or you can't believe you it. I can't believe this. I was going to do this myself. She did death, and then I so I go to Home Depot <laughs> because now I got to get the power back on though. That's the thing is I can't just like go home and be like, oh, I picked this up on Monday. Or you can call an electrician. Well, since so I did, I jumped on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> I jump on Craigslist. I call for an electrician on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, and he's like, oh yeah, I'll be there in like 30 minutes. I'm like, cool. So I run the Home Depot real quick and get the two things he needs. Sure. And he comes in. I'm in my office. And I'm like, oh, this was like capping, right? And then he's like, oh, yeah, break away. He's like, oh, yeah. And so then I just went to my office. Uh, it was like an open area where it was. So I just went to my office to like do a little bit of work or whatever. And then he fixes this thing in like 10 minutes or something, right? Because, again, this is what he does for a living. And uh, I paid him like 75 bucks. I mean, That's 75 well bucks in like 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he leaves, goes outside, and my office was, like, on the first floor. So it was, like, the door walks right out to the street, and you can see the windows. I get a text message from him. The electrician? I, yeah, and he's in his van, like, literally in front of my office. Like, I'm here. There's a door on the other side, like, the sidewalk, and there he's in his van. I get a text message. It says, hey, do you want to make a quick 50 bucks? But you gave him 75 I know. That's the problem. It's like he was going to still make $25 in a deal. And I was like, so I go, I'm not gay. And he goes, oh, sorry. I read the situation wrong. Wow. I know. But I, then I thought that. I thought he was only going to give me back fucking 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. You gave him 75 bucks. It's like, yeah, you read the situation wrong. I'm high yeah. priced. Oh. Yeah. I like, so I immediately locked the front door while he's still in his van, and then I run to the bathroom and I locked that door. Wow. And I had a hammer. I don't know what to do with the hammer. Wow. Probably would have hit myself. He's <laughs> 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 a big dude. He probably would have been like, was he a big guy? Yeah, was, so I wouldn't have stopped him. He was Donkey Kong. Did you me. did you pick up that he was he's gay? No. Like there was just nothing. Not for just, one second. Oh, just fix it. Not for one second. Wow. Yeah, so that that's was, a crazy story. That was very weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it makes you feel a certain way. That was super weird. Yeah, that was mm -hmm. sketchy weird. Yeah, so then I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> that's a great story. Yeah, never ever messed electricity. It was like the story of that, yeah. Wow. Couldn't believe he was He was only giving me back 50 bucks. That's two amazing things happening in a very short amount of time on ah, a Sunday. I mean, yeah. Did you tell Amanda at all when you, when you came home? You're like, you'll never believe this. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I did. Yeah. She probably was like... He's like, really? Okay. That's Think cool. you're okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's fun. That's a crazy story. Yeah. I don't have, uh, well, so when I used to go, uh, well, not used to go, I went a couple times, but I, I've gone down to uh, Stallions in Harrisburg when they had Bud Light Wheat. I loved going down there. So the gay bar in Harrisburg. Yeah. But I had my girlfriend with me. We'd go down there and I'd be like, well, just go in here. Like, whatever. It was fun. And uh, I saw, I used to do personal training downtown, and I was oblivious to who was gay and who wasn't. Sure. Yeah. Just didn't pay attention. I didn't really care. And um, I look out on the dance floor, and there's two guys from the gym on the dance floor. This is before I realized that, you know, I guess that's a very popular thing to do is in gay clubs, just take a shirt off. Okay. All the men just had their shirts off, and it was just yeah. like, but they were having such a good time, and just like whatever, but they look over at me, and they're like, Bobby, like, like, I don't know if at the moment they were like, oh my God, like he's yeah, like, right. but, um, 
I, I said, what's up to him? Hey, it's cool. And I yeah. just got a little closer to my girlfriend, which is, I don't have to do. But I no, did. I was yeah. just like, at the time, because I was just a little, little, a little, little weirded out. I didn't understand mm-hmm. it. And then um, I think it was the was it the time before that, uh, one of my personal training clients, he was gay. And I went out uh, to get a beer with him. And he's like, oh, we'll, we'll go over here. We'll just go to, you know, Stallions. I know people there. And uh, he went in there and he's like, you know what? He's like, I just went into the bathroom. <laughs> He's like, they put mirrors in. In a bathroom? All around. He's like, we're getting you out of here. Yeah. He's like, I'm not putting you through this. No, don't. Like, he, he's like, this place turns. Into, it's like dust till dawn, like when like 1 a.m. hits. No way. <laughs> Things are just getting a little crazy. No, he yeah. just didn't want me to be around it or exposed to it. He's, you know, some people could be a little aggressive, so he didn't want me yeah. to be exposed to it. So Especially drunk gay people. Yeah, I, I mean, they'll have drunk, fun with it. Drunk but people. Drunk people, right. So, exactly. Horny people, drunk yeah. young kids. We'll put you in an odd position. Uh, he just didn't want me to go through that. I'm like, all right, I respect it. Cool. Yeah, Let's go somewhere that, else. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. He, the reality too is he didn't want you to see who he really was. Maybe. <laughs> He's like, There's mirrors I can't oh, handle myself. Yeah. yeah. He was a super cool guy. I really appreciated him. Um, but yeah. I went to this bar one time in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'd moved to Charlotte, didn't know anybody. Uh, where my condo was, I'd bought this condo. Um, so when I moved there, I was like, all right, I'm going to like rent a place. And I was dating this girl. It lived like an hour away. And at the time, the real estate agent was like, hey, you know, the market's pretty bad here because of financial stuff or whatever. So you can, like, buy what a year place. Was this? 2006 or something, five, five, okay. four or five. Um, it was like, hey, you can buy basically buy a place where you're going to pay for rent. So, like, cool. So I go to this, this building in this very nice neighborhood. It's an old building. It's, it was, like, built in, like, the 20s or whatever. <clears throat> it was very nice. But um, I paid, like, $50,000 for this one-bedroom condo. Wow. Right? The lady lived there for, it was 30, the building was 36 years old. She lived there for 35 years. She hadn't updated anything. So it was like a really good deal. Right? Yeah. So uh, I bought this thing or whatever. Um, but there was like these cool bars in the area around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my buddy Eric would come up, we'd go to these bars, and I'd be like, man, I mean, Eric would like go out to bars by himself. And he was in Columbia, South Carolina. And he'd be like, dude, you just got to go to a bar and like, you get the people there, got to get to know you. Once you get to know the bartender and stuff, you, it's not as weird. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, okay, cool. I'm going to do, do, do that. So I go to my bar, hanging out there. It's kind of fun. I'm just kind of sitting there by myself. And it's like, that's like way outside of like my comfort zone, right? Uh. And so, uh, you know, like that guy that I'm at a bar by myself and I think everybody's talking about me being here by myself. Mm, yeah. 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 So, uh, so I'm at the bar by myself the first time and I go back a second time. And the second time I go there, there's like some people there and there's like a guy and a girl and like another dude. And I think, I think I knew the guy was gay. I think maybe I didn't know, but anyways, we're all drinking, hanging out. It was like pretty fun. I'm like, oh, I'm like having fun here. It's like we're just like all hanging out. You just met these people for the first time. Yeah, you were like having fun, right? And it was like some dude I'm talking to, it's like a military at the like bar, or whatever. Yeah. And then the one dude, so it's like a guy and a girl. They're clearly together, and then they got their their friend, the gay guy. And at one point, he's pretty hammered, and he's like standing next to me talking to me, and he goes, he's like kind of close my face, like like a foot away, and he goes, "You live close by?" And I go. Oh, yeah, yeah, my condos. And, you know, we'd already talked about it. We talked about, hey, afterwards, let's get some people, go to my place and drink. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And he's like, I like you. And I go, yeah, man, I like you too. You're cool. And uh, he goes, no, I mean, like, I really like you. And I go, okay. He goes, I really want to get to know you. And I go, I'm not gay. And then he started fucking crying. Oh. Uh, like, crying. Like, I did. You weren't again. mean. No, I was just like, and then the, mil- oh. the other guy, military guy, <clears throat> was next to me. And I go, wow, that was weird. And he goes, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I was like, I don't blame him for being like weirded out. The whole thing was weirded out. 
So, so the military guy said, get the fuck away from Yeah, me. I was just like, yeah, because he heard everything. But why was he? Why? I don't know. I Probably because he was, I don't he know. He just didn't know how to deal with I it. I would probably, I would have done the same thing about him. And so immediately I was like, <laughs> check please. And then I go outside and they're like, oh, we're coming with you. And I literally, I was like, oh yeah, we'll be outside. And as soon as I walk outside, I take off everyone as hard as fast as I can. Wow. To the back of the parking lot. But the back of the parking lot's like enclosed and there's like a eight foot wall going down. <laughs> Like you're running from a monster <laughs> in a movie, <laughs> and you're at that cliff, that ravine where yeah, you had a jumper. I jumped it. What? Yeah, I was like eight, by eight or nine feet. You jumped down off of an eight or nine foot wall. I did. I well, I, I basically got a hold of it. I turn around. I grab a hold of it with my, with my arms, and then I just let go. And I hit that ground pretty hard. Well, now you really gave that guy a complex. <laughs> and now he's yes, doing more than crying. I remember I ripped my pants and I ran, and they were like, "Where are you going?" And I just ran as hard as I could. Wow, so like you were, how old were you there? 25. 25. I ran all the way, I mean, as hard as I could home, because it was late, this point's like 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm, yeah. I'm running so hard. So you, how would you get home normally? You would walk? Walk, This yeah. was that bar that was close. It wasn't that far to, away, yeah. yeah. It was probably like, so you could ever go that one was probably there. like, that one's probably like less, less than a quarter mile away. The other one was like really close to my house, but this one was like a quarter mile. So yeah, I basically, I was like, I can never go back here. So you never went back? No, I never went back. Wow. I immediately called up my buddy. I wonder here. if they did. Well, so fast forward like that following Friday, I go to the Starbucks, which I would do by myself, and I would write. Sure. I mean, if it was like, or maybe like a Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, I would go do it at nighttime. I mean, instead of hanging out the house by myself writing, I would go to Starbucks, and I would just like People hang out there for, dude, person. I'd be there for like three or four hours, just yeah. like writing, right? It was like midnight. Would you believe like that, like whatever, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I went there, went to the Starbucks. The dude was there drinking coffee with some people. What the heck's the odds I of that? I right by it. Well, we were all in the same neighborhood. Okay. I walked right by him, just didn't even make eye contact with him aside. And I was like, yeah, what do you say, though? Nothing. I wasn't going to talk to him. Yeah, sometimes there's nothing to be said. Yeah, there's nothing to be said, yeah. Yeah, like you see people in the grocery store, you see them <coughs> out somewhere, and you're like, oh, I could I could be like, hey. You know, but I'm like, nah. It's yeah. like, what's it, like a girlfriend, things like that. Like, you could, but what's the point? No, nah, there's no point in that. No, nah, you're just kind of like, all right, just move on from it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you jumped off a nine-foot cliff. Yeah. That's crazy. I did. Wow. Just trying to get away, man. Craigslist. So I did personal training, like I was telling you. So I, uh, I worked at a gym downtown Harrisburg, and then um, I decided I was going to leave the gym and <clears throat> had a breakup with my clients. And I had a handful of clients that were just like you went by yourself to a gym, or were you you were working for? Like I Gold's worked gym for or a gym, like Gold's Gym. Yeah. So it was now it's called Fitness U. So Fitness U. So it used to be called the Fitness Firm. Which was downtown oh. Harrisburg, crossing the Capitol. So you'd get a lot of lunchtime in yeah. there doing cardio, and then you'd go home. And in the nighttime, you'd get the younger people in town, uh, you know, early twenties, mid twenties, that would come and work out at the gym. But it closed at like eight. It okay. wasn't like yeah. open that late. Like seven thirty, nobody was in there. And you, um, you, this was your like, full time gig. Yeah. So I well, I was doing an internship, trying to be a dietitian at the time. So I had a nutrition degree, and I was just going around basically giving my resume to gyms, and I said, "Hey, yeah. I have a nutrition degree." Can you guys use What me? does the resume process, are they like, hey, take your shirt off? <laughs> <laughs> to work at a gym. Yeah. yeah. No, no, it was kind of weird. They, they, well, they laugh at you when you come in and, and you just give your resume and you're like, I have a nutrition degree. And they're like, okay. Like they didn't really <laughs> yeah, care because they have a personal trainer with a high school degree that's doing their nutrition. Yeah, they don't right. care that Again, I have a degree. Yeah. Yeah. So it just didn't go anywhere. What do you bench? Yeah, kind <laughs> of. And that's, that's the funny part about it is because they wanted me to be a personal trainer. And I, I mean, I worked out and stuff like that back then, but I was 155 pounds or something. Sure. Like I wasn't, I was in shape, but I wasn't, 
you know, your personal trainer. I wasn't like your, your friend that you were describing with the biceps. Yeah, like, that guy, yeah. That just wasn't me. And I right. don't have the genetics for that. Yeah. And it, it's it's funny because fast forward, I don't know if you know who Steve Blackman is. He was a WWF wrestler, wrestler from Anvil, Pennsylvania. Uh, just a buff guy, just a okay. dangerous looking guy. He was a personal trainer at the same place you that could get personal hysterical. training with me. Yeah. So you had me, uh-huh. right? Or you had Steve Blackman, who's a WWF wrestler who could train you. That's hysterical, yeah. <clears throat> so needless to say, I got a certain niche with certain people that were just afraid of him. So like yeah. 40, 50-year-old women typically would, would train with me and the rest would, would go with him. But but I left the gym eventually. So I got my dietetics degree and I could be a dietitian now. Like I could okay. work in a hospital or whatever. So I was going to go that route. <laughs> Eat your peas. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what it is. It's it's. <laughs> how do you like your food today? Ooh, I want to have smashed once or twice. Yes. Yes. Well, the worst is when you have to give them the, the pureed food. Oh, yeah. And, they're, like, uh, they're like Bob. I can call you Bob, right? <laughs> uh, when I, the fork, you roll off the fork. <laughs> I have had so many boring conversations <laughs> in those rooms. It's unbelievable. Um, but you just learn how to nod. and. All right, yeah. Okay, I'll help you. Yeah, right, you're yeah, just yeah, a glorified yeah. waiter yeah, in those hospitals. I can understand that, yeah. So I, I left that industry, but I had a couple people that didn't want me to leave. And they'd say, oh, we want you to keep doing this. We'll pay X amount. So I actually contracted a couple people. They paid me three months worth of gym time, give or take. So it w- I was able to use that money to build my gym. So I was like, if you guys give me the capital to build a gym, you just got to contract with me for X amount of time. I was yeah. pretty smart about it. And I built this gym. I used Craigslist to buy all the equipment. People were really cool. Like, Where did you build the gym? In my town home, my basement. The one so, you rented? <clears throat> the one I rented. This is before Michelle then? This is before Michelle. Yeah, this is before Michelle. This is... Um, is this the what house you lived in whenever she met you? Yeah, so I, 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 I dated this girl and I moved in with her. That's the town home. Yeah. And within six months, she moved out. Yeah, because she loaded the place on gym equipment. Yeah, yeah, well, I wasn't, I don't, did I do that then when she was there? No, mm. I did that afterwards. So it was Bob's bachelor pad, but I had to supplement my income too because yeah. I was by myself in this townhome. And you were on the breakup diet. I was on the breakup diet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, uh, you'll drop 20 pounds in a week. My breakup diet, well, we, I broke up with them. Oh. So my breakup diet was I'm free. Yeah. And I'm going to go to the bar more than probably I should go to Fair the bar. Enough. So okay. it goes the other way. So you, you put this gym in your house then? Put my gym in the house. So I Craigslist, got all really cool equipment, built this gym, put mirrors on the wall. Uh, I didn't do like a lot of heavy construction. I threw like, you have like rugs here on the floor. Yeah. Um, and I had these like five or six clients that would come a couple times a week. So I'd go to my full-time job and I'd come home and I would hear the treadmill in the basement already going. So they'd be warming up. So I'd come from my one job and I'd just get so something you to eat had real like quick. a key to your house or something? I would leave the back slider oh, open. Right, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I just didn't. I was so, I was just dumb. I yeah, just right, didn't yeah. care. People could walk through my house. But I could lock the door to the basement. So they can get my basement. They would have to do a little forced entry to get upstairs. Yeah. So I mean, like if a homeless guy wanted to get ripped. If you really wanted to, yeah. And I was in the middle of nowhere. So it's <laughs> like homeless people. Like I was in yeah. like the country. Lingolstown is kind of like, you have to want to get to where you're going in okay. the car. Okay. So hopefully nobody did that to my house, luckily. But uh, uh, stop me if this is a boring story. But no, uh, so amazing, these people amazing. would just be warming up in my basement, and I'd go down, and they would do their ten minute warm up. I would train them. I'd do nutrition advice. They would lose weight. Uh, at this point, I could, I could fire clients. Yeah. So I really got people that wanted to be there because you're in yeah. my basement. You're driving to my house. It's not convenient. It's that, you know you want to be here training with me. So they worked hard, and okay. I tried to break up with a couple of them because I'm like, this isn't working for you. You're paying me money. You're gaining weight. You're not listening to anything I'm saying. <laughs> like, and they would just be like, no. Yeah. You have fault. to take me back. It's not my fault. No, they would. Yeah. It's not my fault. Well, no, they would take ownership. Yeah, because you live by a 
parties. <laughs> There's a lot of mistakes they were making. Yeah. A lot of mistakes. But uh, make a long story short, I built the gym, and I, I ran it for like, I don't know, five years. Wow. Uh, four or five years. How it many clients would you cash, want? Cash, straight cash. Yeah, it's straight cash. Um, Hopefully the government isn't listening to this. Oh, yeah, they don't know. They got bigger care. problems than that. Yeah. But uh, so straight cash, and I paid off my student loans. I paid off a car. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I had no debt, and uh, met Michelle, and then I was moving in with her, and uh, she just wasn't really keen on random people in her basement. Didn't yeah. make her feel comfortable. No, but I'm like, yeah. this is like, I was probably pulling in. I don't know, it could be two to four grand a month. Oh, that's a lot. Like, yeah, it's a lot. It was, And I loved doing it. Like, I loved doing it. But anyhow, that all went to her, like, student loans and car. Like, it took yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. stuff off. But I don't ever, be, I never became, like, really wealthy from it. But she, I had to sell everything. Wow. Moving in with her. And I, because my, I was actually in the process of looking for a house that had business section on the end of it. Like, I could live in the house sure. with a personal training studio because it was that lucrative. Yeah. And I could still do some other side things. Yeah, that's really but, lucrative, uh, yeah. It was. And it was it was something I liked, or like a passion. Like, you find something that you're like, yeah. I don't mind doing this. Like, I really like helping these so people. So you end up taking that equipment you bought off Craigslist and you sold it back on Craigslist? Sold it back on Craigslist, but I got a lot of my clients on Craigslist. Wow. Well, that's the circle of life. It is. You bought it on Craigslist. And, and sold it for Craigslist. more than I bought it for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's funny. Yeah, it's more vintage now. So you've come a long way from personal training to ordering McDonald's. To being 190 pounds (laughs) (laughs) sitting in your basement. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To having someone, you can't even, I can't even drive the McDonald's. I have to pay someone. To what, the the, the DoorDash? Yeah. Yeah. Getting McDonald's delivered on Uber. It's a long. I even burn the calories, get in my car. (laughs) No, I can't even. No, I got time for that. DoorDash is amazing though. Do you guys use that? You guys Uh, use the service? Yeah, they're actually a client of ours. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, here I use Instacart. Oh, I heard good things. I get all my deliveries, all my groceries delivered. Partially, I, heard good things. I have no idea where shit is in grocery stores. Yeah. So here's like my million dollar app idea. Okay. Uh, I could show the go and I should be able to load. Like, say, I want to go to Wegmans. Sure. And here's my 20 things I want to get. Yeah. I want to just throw those into my app. It pulls up a map of the store and tells me where the fuck everything is. Oh, it's like GPS. <laughs> yes. So basically GPS. I basically can load all this stuff in my app, and it'll just show me here's where everything is on a map, and then I, I can just do one route. I don't have to run back and forth for, like, milk and cheese. and through the, I can do I can just do one thing and then just get my way out. I think that's smart. Yep. I'll tell you who won't endorse it. The grocery stores. No, they won't. No. 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 They won't make, no. Uh-uh. No. No, yeah, I'll that's be. a that's a funny situation. Grocery store etiquette, though. Yeah, it's crazy. It's ah, dude, the pe- things that people do in the grocery stores. I was just looking at the. Did you ever see the lean, the 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 grocery cart lean, where they're just like all their weight. Oh, is yeah. on that, and they're just yeah. lumbering forward. Oh yeah, like like they've got all day in the we, grocery store. Man has never been to Walmart before. Oh, she went to Walmart here. Oh, how'd that go? She said it's very sad. <laughs> What gave her that impression? She said, I just, I get in here and I just I look around and I just feel bad for these people. It's like a casino. I go, you no feel cigarettes. bad. That guy's wearing sweatpants. That's a new level. I don't give a shit. That's yeah. amazing. He put yeah. sweatpants on today. Mm-hmm. That was his goal. Doesn't care. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, so she, uh, we went there once. And she was like, I can't go back. Can't do it was it. too, mm-hmm. too sad. It's its own culture. The prices are it is, you know, you that's, can't beat the prices. You can't beat prices, yeah. So I go, I go to Walmart a lot. I like it a lot. Yeah. But she, uh, and then we did like the Walmart. They don't have delivery. You have to actually just pick it up in their parking lot. 
Oh, you know, <clears> they'll they get it ready for you. Yeah, then. yeah. So they don't really deliver. So uh, we didn't, you know, we just didn't do it, you know. So we did the that grocery while, store part. Too hard. Yeah, that was too hard still to do because it was really it would be too much going on. So Instacart, yeah. still love it. Yeah, we I go to Sam's Club. We go to Sam's Club sometimes too. Instacart's cool. I love I love me some Costco. I haven't been to Sam's Club. Costco's too far away. Well, no, yeah, right. So if there was one here, I, I find myself yeah. probably definitely be a member. We do Sam's Club because it's here. Just because it's here. Yeah. yeah. I would go to Costco if I had the choice. Yeah. What? So what? So Sam's Club, I can't tell you last time I was one. It's dark. I can tell you that. I, I, I mean, it's just a warehouse. That's what I mean, but I think like Costco does the right thing. They have a warehouse, but somehow they're making it. Yeah, it's a little bit nicer. Nicer. like. Yeah, and I don't know if you get bags at Costco. Sam's Club, there's no bags. Costco's, yeah, you get boxes and stuff. They, they you, do. They're the never there. They have to put them in a cart. I ordered Instacart from Sam's Club. Oh. And I ordered a lot of stuff. Wow. And that girl didn't have any boxes. Her cart was loaded. loaded. <laughs> <laughs> she showed up at my house because I think it took her like 30 minutes longer. So she was on the phone with Instacart trying to tell them, that, hey, this took a lot longer because he ordered a lot of stuff while I'm standing there. Oh. And she's taking like two items at a time and just setting all these steps. So she's trying to get more money for her time. I think she was trying to get more. And then so I was like, hey, can I help with anything? She goes, sorry, they didn't have any boxes. And she was like nice about it. Sure, yeah. And I felt bad because I literally ordered like a lot of stuff. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. So you ordered like a weight set? No, just like baby diapers, <laughs> toilet paper. The necessary bulk items. Yeah, like 20 avocados. <laughs> just like For no reason. <laughs> no reason at all. Yeah, so yeah, so we're, uh, yeah, so that was interesting. But Yeah, yeah I, I want to do the Instacart thing. We... Have a lot of plans for when we come out of daycare, paying oh, for yeah. daycare. We have a lot of plans of things we would like to do. Yeah, that's I back I back off Instacart a lot now because it's so expensive. Yeah. So we're going to Sam's Club tomorrow. We started just going to Sam's Clubs because it gives us something to do like on a Sunday with the kids. Yeah. But uh, so I only use Instacart when I'm like in a dire need for something, um, just because it can be in like two hours. Mm-hmm. Peapod is the same price as in the grocery stores though. It is the same price. It is, and if you order like fifty bucks, it's like free delivery or something. But, uh, but then Instacart, I think. W- so Instacart, Peapod, you have to schedule. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. So Peapod, you have to schedule, so you can't be like, "I need milk tomorrow." Instacart, you can do that, but you're paying more for the product and for the delivery. Yeah, and so you're paying the premium to get it there. You are sooner, but th- there's just times that you need it. Yeah, yeah, especially in our lives with kids. Yeah, right now, kids. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just worth 20 more bucks or it 30 is. more that's bucks. Basically, so that's why I'll load it down. If I'm ordering an Instacart, I'm not going to order like $50 or stuff. I'm I'm going to buy it because I'm, it's the same service fee. Everything's the same fee. Yeah. So you're paying uh, a little bit more for the product, but yeah. still, like you're paying for that fee. So it's one flat fee. Right, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah we've got a lot of plans. Give some time. Get those kids through daycare, man. It's expensive. It's a Corvette. I saved it my is. Corvette payment. It's Plus, that's payment. like two Corvettes. Uh, yeah. yeah. You could have a beach house. You could have a, I a have really. three kids in daycare, though. Yeah, that's a whole other level. Yeah. I don't even know how to it is stomach like... that one. Yeah, I can't even like think about it sometimes. <sighs> yeah, you can't. You can't. No, but the, uh, the other side of it, you are asking for someone to keep your tiny human alive. I am. For almost the same amount of time that you're keeping the tiny human alive. It's very true. Yeah, because yeah, by the time you drop them off, pick them up. We are very nice to the daycare people no matter what happens. Yeah, that's, I am that guy. That I'm very nice. Tries yes. to be very respectful. Very nice. I'm very nice to him. Yeah, I'm like, kid has a black eye. It's okay. I understand. They probably asked for it. It's okay. <laughs> I know, right? My favorite is like I pick him up, and then I go, "This looks like a new lump." Uh, and then they're like, 
Oh, he came here with that. <laughs> oh, he did, did he? Oh. Okay. Let's rewind the tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's got to be hard for them to keep track oh, of. They can't keep track. I mean, they're just bumping into things. There's, and there's, You can't, man. I, you you can't. can't. There's no keeping track of those kids. Yeah, it's always weird when they, uh, you know, you just want, when they, they make eye contact with you when you go to pick up the stuff, and you're like, oh, no, they have someone Yeah, like. or they're like, oh, hey, he's having, can you sign his paperwork? I go, what am I signing? Yeah, sign there. Yeah. yeah. Who, still who nice bit who? You know, and I, and so there are people that aren't. So we'll, like, run into, like, parents that will be like, I'm that parent or whatever, right? And mm. I'm like, cool. I'm not that parent because <laughs> <laughs> my here's my theory. You want to hear my theory? Sure. So uh, a good friend of mine I work with, um, they're those parents. They get like crazy. Just they've not had a good experience. They're not, you know, it's two sided in my mind. There's always two sides here. So yeah, they tend to like be a little bit more on the aggressive side with the daycare, which is just like weird to me. Yeah, this is your most valuable asset, and you're gonna be like rude to the people that are watching it. Mm, it's weird to me. So there's a way you can handle that there without is. being that way. Um, so there is, but apparently like, a lot of parents are like that. So my, my mm-hmm. theory to it is. If that place is on fire, <laughs> <laughs> and they can only pick up one kid, I want them to look at my baby and think, his parents gave me a $20 gift card for my birthday. But there's another side of this. You're always a nice guy when something happens. Yeah. Do they want to explain that to the people that are mean? And they want that $20 they gift card. They might be like, well, no, looking at the other kid and be like, oh, she'll fucking kill me if I don't get yeah. a kid out. Could be. Pete'll be cool with it. Might be, <laughs> but then they won't get their gift card. They won't get their gift card. <laughs> they need them. So them they Starbucks. Won't, they won't, let's give them that twenty or twenty-five hour gift. I was gonna get them. them. I was gonna get them wine, uh, but Michelle stopped me from doing that. Like rolling in the daycare with two bottles of wine. That is hysterical. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you got a good point. Yeah. Like, well, the bigger issue would have been like them. Well, yeah, they. I give it to him. Be like, "What are you doing with wine? School?" Oh no, more so. I just <laughs> they'd have called off the next day because they'd be shammered. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's why you get pay, that's why people get paid on Fridays. Why? Because it used to be historically, if you got paid like on a Monday or Tuesday, you would call off the next day because you got hammered. Oh, that's for people, real. That's why people get paid on Fridays. Yeah, that's a fun fact. Yeah, it used to be Mondays. So you would get paid on Mondays because they wanted you to show back up for work. When did this kind of shift? Uh, I don't know when it shifted, but that's what. But that's so fascinating. They value the fact that well, people will show up, so you pay them on Monday. And then yeah. Wow, well, is it like that? Could you imagine that? If you got paid on Tuesday, would you just not show up on Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> no, I show. That's up. not. We have different jobs, I yeah. get it. But like, I yeah, guess yeah. we when we look at labor force and stuff that's, like that. That's a new level of. <clears throat> you get paid on a Tuesday, and you don't show up on a Wednesday because you went out drinking. Yeah. Or you say I got to pay bills, so I got to take tomorrow off. Well, you wouldn't have so many bills if you just went to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the conundrum! Like, how's it gonna? I read this. I read this like meme. It says, "You know how to, <laughs> you know how to turn forty dollars into four hundred. <laughs> it says, "I'm gonna, oh, okay, I'm gonna get this out." It just makes me laugh. This meme says, "You know how to turn forty dollars into four hundred? Take the forty dollars and put in gas in your car and get your dumbass to work." <laughs> 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 that's and I one. laugh because it was so true. It's true. Yeah. It's so true. Just yeah. get in there. Like, that's when I did. I didn't have to do that gym at night. Like, yeah, I didn't have no. to. I didn't have to. Like, I did the full-time job. I did the gym at night. I, I was paying shit off. That's crazy. <clears throat> when I hear about this whole paying school, like, they're going to pay your school loans off. They're, you know, that's, like, the big thing. They they yeah. want a free college or pay student right. loans off. I'm thinking, 
okay, well, I worked my butt off to pay right. off. You know, I didn't have a ton, right? But I mean, because you just stood there and said, great job. <laughs> <laughs> I have a wealth of knowledge, I'll have you know, <laughs> that got results. <clears throat> and and what's funny is is getting into human behavior. I mean, that's where I really got interested in it, is personal training and just mm. understanding a, there's a sales aspect. I got to understand yeah. who I'm talking to across the sure. table. And do I have them leaning in or do I have them leaning away? And then in general, just finding out what motivates somebody. Like, what do I, because everybody's different. Like, what do I need to do with this person to get them to get it? You know, mm. what kind of conversation do I have to have with them? Yeah. That's going to just make a click. And I, everybody was unique. Every person I talked to was unique. And you get, you really, when it gets into like personal training and weight loss and stuff like that, obesity is a symptom. A lot of times it's just a symptom. It's a symptom? It's a symptom. Yeah, it's a symptom of depression. It's a symptom of, of a oh, crazy right. work yeah. schedule. It's, yeah. There's always like, if you can get current. two levels down and you can talk to them about something, like personal training, I always talk to people about their work, like how to get less stress at work. Like I was getting yeah. into things that were like not personal training. Um, Did you charge them more if they cried? <laughs> like, <laughs> if you cry, it's not a therapy session. <laughs> I don't pay enough for this stuff. <clears throat> yeah. No, yeah. but if you got them to cry, you knew you made a breakthrough. That is true. Crying is a breakthrough of emotion. It's an uncomfortable feeling of the brain. Like, mm. I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah. It's a breakthrough. It's a shift. It's a. It's the ego getting like sick. There's just different things. Like, yeah, like, like your friend. Bobby. I can call you Bob, right? You can call me Bob. I, people Where? call me Bobby. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can call me Bob. Just because Graham called you Bob. Like, oh, did you just call me Bob? Bob Graham, Graham does. does. He does. You high fived him. He goes, "Did you see that, mommy?" She goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Just high five Bob." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He's called you Bob like three times. Like I don't know how he, I don't know how he, I don't know how he shortened Bobby to Bob. That's all right. He took liberties. He does it, he does it though. He like, calls you Bob. That's fine. He took liberties. I love yeah. when people take liberties to a point. Yeah. We're if like, you hey, call me Rob, it just gets today. Weird. He goes, "We're going to rely on Paige's house." I go, "No, we're going to go to the thing." Okay. We went to Bob's house. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's awesome. I gotta yeah. pay attention. I, I gotta pay attention. To it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, uh, we had a real breakthrough today. Thanks for thanks for really digging in. We did what breakthrough with yeah, your personal trainers. Oh yeah. But here's the value to that. They're like, tomorrow I'm gonna go home and we'll confront my partner. Who is your partner? Your trainers. You're breaking through. You're breaking down. You're like helping them work out. Oh, trainers. You're working out the brain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. W working with the, I worked a lot on their psyche. Yeah. I and it's funny because I eventually went to therapy for other things that happened in my life. And the therapist was looking at me telling me I should be a therapist. That is hysterical. He's like, you, you don't understand that's what you're doing. He's like, you're doing what I'm doing. You know, but you're not making the money doing it or you're not doing your passion. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, that's I find myself in that therapy position sometimes with people. Yeah. And uh, it was fascinating to think that that kind of came out of that. Like, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, but the successful personal trainers basically have a major in psychology, but it's, they learn it in the field. And I, I learned through like a lot of self help stuff like books and stuff like that. Um, Cause you have to. Right. But, um, but yeah. Follow Tony Robbins. Who's that guy? I don't know. He's one of those weird guys. Yeah, yeah. He's oh on a stage. Talking about self-improvement. I'm going to help you. Oh, I do. Yeah, I know yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. I also need you to sign up for my next class. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Those guys. Yeah. That's cool that you would like have a breakthrough with them now. Because I could see that being an online current. Mm -hmm. Right. And you get all amped up. Mm -hmm. Tell me I'm going to go in and tell my boss what's going up. But my arms are just too goddamn tired to. 
<laughs> well, the other thing about it is I, I started getting into remote personal training. So a lot of some of my personal training clients would move away. Okay. And uh, I was like, okay, you know, this is the end and goodbye. And they'd be like, I really don't want to lose you as a trainer. Like they would lose like 50, 60 pounds. And it's like yeah. a big thing. We've been through a lot together. They've right. shared a lot of stuff with me and, and we actually become friends by the end. And they're like, I just don't want to want to leave you as a trainer. And I'm like, we could try the remote thing. I'm like, you're going to be a guinea pig and you know, you're going to be paying money for it. Um, but what it comes down to is as I would send them workouts, mm-hmm. they, we would do a live Skype weigh in and we would talk for 30 minutes once a week. So that was one of our, that was basically that's what we're paying for. They're paying yeah. for 30 minutes Skype with me a, a dollar an hour. It's always been a dollar an hour. It's like, Dollar an hour. Like if you want 45 dollar. minutes with me, we'll do $45. If you want the 30 minute, if you just want to do a 10 minute conversation with me once a week, that's fine. But you have to weigh in live. Yeah. I that, you. I knew the psychology was that. The psychology is ownership and someone else seeing the scale and then weighing yeah, in and having, having that deadline. I knew that was the prime reason, but then we could talk about it. Like I would be there to be like, we wouldn't even talk till they weighed in. Because that was the theme of the conversation. Like, I'm not going to sit here and have a conversation with you, but I don't know if we met our goal or if we don't. So that's the first thing I'm looking at. Did you meet your goal? Or did you achieve what I need you to achieve? Like, we were getting into, like, using apps. Mm. Like, I vision, like, map my run. I don't know if it was called map my run back then. But they could, I could check in on them and see if they ran. Oh, it's interesting. Like, uh, like I would see how many miles so I like ran. Own, like, like busy, biggest loser thing going on. Yeah, it was like working its way up. But then what ended up happening is with Michelle, we kind of fell away from the business. But some of the people I did remote with, they lost their motivation. Like mm-hmm. they just, my idea was I wish they could get another trainer there, but then I yeah, could also should. work with them. But like yeah. someone just to handle, to get to the gym part, the that ownership, but then I'll do all the rest kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, that accountability is important. Huge. I think it's like, that's like the biggest factor of all this stuff, right? Yeah. Right. Just idea of like. Well, so me and you get up every morning. Accountability helps. It does. Getting somebody like, I mean, I was probably running twice a week. Okay. Um, And it wasn't that far. It was like a mile and a half and I could easily talk my way out of it. I could, Mm -hmm. I could sleep in, I could, you know, sit on my porch and do nothing in the morning. Yeah. I'm impressed with the excuses that I can come up with. You go through your Rolodex every I day. Am, I am, I am impressed, man. Yeah. Yeah. But the diet, I was on the uh, POW diet for a while. What's that? It's uh, it's where a man would let me eat whatever I want, <laughs> but then as soon as I started eating it, she'd attack me. <laughs> <laughs> she would fight you. Uh huh. Yeah. You can have that sandwich. And as soon as I take a bite, she punch me. <laughs> <laughs> negative, little uh, negative reinforcement. Yeah, Present time. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh, that's funny. I don't know if you've ever tried eating a bloody sandwich with someone chasing you. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. that's the old school. That is biggest loser style. <laughs> that is biggest loser. They scream at you on that. I show. met that lady. Which one? The Jillian Michaels. No, the blonde hair girl. Mm, I don't know her. She was the host. Oh yeah, so yeah, the girl in, host. I was in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, it was a Sunday she morning. She did soap operas, didn't she? Yeah, she was soap opera. Really. It was a uh, Starbucks mm-hmm. with my buddy Eric. Mm-hmm. Lemon pulls up front. She gets out, comes in. I don't watch the show. I don't. I don't know who she is. Sure. She comes in. She goes to the counter, and I look at her. Eric goes, "She's, she's famous. She's on TV." I look at her and go, "You think she'd be fucking thinner?" Oh shit! Did she hear you? <laughs> she goes, she goes, "She's the host of the biggest loser." Oh my god. <laughs> So go. she heard you though. She, yeah. Oh no! That's a different part of my life, man. Yeah. What did watched, she say? Nothing. She's anything. Oh. 
She yeah. always, if she you think about that show, though. Finger. Her rock on her finger was like the size of my, of like yeah, my business. I bet. Yeah. She probably dealt with that a lot. When you I log know, in. Like, I, you know, I, yeah, I shouldn't have said it. I did, though. Well, I, it was different my life. We've all done I things in our life and said things that. <sighs> this one time I was in Charlotte. It, was, it might have been the same weekend. A couple times. I went one time. I met this girl. Out. She was Jean Van Damme. Remember that guy? Yeah, oh, yeah. Van Damme. Oh, yeah. Her name was, her name was like Nikki Van Damme or something. And she was. His like niece or something. Okay. So we call him up that night. So wait, you met her. Yeah. You befriended her. Yeah. She She's was, like, she let's was, call him. She was new to Charlotte. I was there, and it was like three of my friends were there. We were out. She was new to. You, Charlotte. you were calling BS on her, maybe. Yeah. And she's like, I'll oh, call him. We were hundred percent calling BS. Yeah, you're like, you're. She crazy. said, oh, "My name's Nikki Van Dam." I and, and then I tried karate chopping. Yeah, she called. So him. that sold her. Uh, yeah. She's like, I have to hang out. She with was this really guy. into like another dude. Wasn't that wasn't me? She was yeah. into like another guy. So she tried to use Jean Claude to well, seal the deal would, with I another guy. Let it go, man. You wouldn't. No. Just kept riding. Just it. Kept. kept yeah. Until she called him. She, she did. She called him in the middle of the night. I didn't ask him. Call him. Yeah. He was in California, so he was like three hours behind or something. Okay. Yeah. Did we, he was like annoyed. No, no, he was like super nice. Hey, to what's up? Yeah, she like put my speaker and like talked to him for a second. You, it was definitely him. You could definitely tell. It's definitely him. It was that you know. He's that weird. Is that Peter in the background? I can hear yeah. him. Oh, no, <laughs> he got off, and I go, "How's he been here for twenty five fucking years? He can't speak English correctly." <laughs> she fulfills your dream to talk to Van Dam, <laughs> and you just, you just, I just didn't understand it. Give her one more nail in the coffin. I quite understand it. It's 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 interesting about accents, right? They yeah. you never. My mom lived first twenty years of her life in Philly. She's lived the next yeah. fifty. In Shemokin, Pennsylvania. Mm. Love me some She still says coffee and water, and she's got the, f- she's Philly. This she's really? still Philly. I mean, I don't hear it, but when my friends meet her or you know, anybody yeah. meets her, they're like, where's your mom from? Like, yeah. She's not from Shemokin, Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? She's <laughs> a little uh, slurry. Yeah, yeah. So uh, speaking of drinking, we went to buy a, uh, we had a boxer dog named Santiago. Might have a, I don't have a picture on her. He was nope. like my favorite dog. Just an time. asymmetrical oh, magician. Dude, he was just. <laughs> Yeah, that guy. Uh, Sunday, I was like my favorite dog. He was a man. His dog he was three years old. He was very aggressive. Uh, so I'm not into dogs. Never really had dogs in my life, right? I coon dogs when I was a kid or whatever, right? But like not as a grown up. So she's like, oh, and it's like very aggressive. And I had a tennis ball, and I was like, we were like kind of dating a little bit. And she's got a hold of Santiago, and, and he's on his leash or whatever. I have a tennis ball, and he's like a retard for a tennis ball, right? That's like inappropriate to say, but he was like, oh, what are you doing? Made ball? sense. I know exactly tennis what you're ball. saying. Yeah. yeah. So I'm talking to her, and I just throw this tennis ball, and he pulls her over on the ground because she's not like, Ooh. she's not really holding his, she's holding his leash. So, <laughs> so then I, we start, we move in together, and I'm Googling, like, I'm like, how old is he? She's like three years old. I'm Googling how long do boxer dogs live because I'm like, this dog is like, and it was like seven or eight or something. And I'm like, yeah. God, four years. And then fast forward like two weeks later, I'm like, I, this dog is amazing. I can't lose him. Mm, right. Yeah. It's like my best friend, man. Just like yeah. best dog ever. Yeah. Uh, so he passes away. Mm-hmm. It's cancer. And we have surgery done. We drop like 5K. Mm. He makes it two and a half more years. Best $5,000 I've ever spent in my entire life. How long did he live for? <laughs> he was like nine or something. Well, no, after the surgery. Two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. So basically it was still, it's like the best money ever spent. Like yeah. We knew. You know, so it was a great dog. And he worked, I worked from home and I had my office like a block away. Mm-hmm. Literally would come with me every day for like, probably like six years. He'd come to your office? Oh yeah, just bring him with me. 
And he was an aggressive dog? No, he wasn't aggressive. Oh, I think so. He was younger, so basically boxers don't mature until they're three, so they're basically puppies until they're three years old, mm. which is like can be like half their life. Yeah. So he was just, and then after that, they basically stopped caring about themselves and started caring about you. So basically, shortly after three, he just like becomes a different dog. Mm. So, um, and we'd had, so we had him, and then we got another dog named George. So, anyways, he passes away, and I decided I'm going to get another boxer. I'm gonna, I was like, no, no, no. And I was like at a coffee shop, and I was like these, you know, like homeless dogs, whatever you want to call them, pound dogs, whatever, right? And so I was like, I'm going to get another dog. So I call, and I go to get another boxer. I want a boxer that looks exactly like Santiago. And so I find a breeder in, like, New York. It's, like, seven hours away. Mm-hmm. It sells these dogs. And uh, so I call him up. Man, I was like, hey, you got to call him. You got to call him. Go. I'm like, okay. She's like, here's the dog we want. I was like, okay, cool. I call him up, and uh, I talk to this lady. And it's, like, a very weird conversation. And I'm asking her about the dog, and she's, like, really weird on the phone. And I get off, and I call Amanda. And Amanda goes, how was it? I go, I don't know. It was a very weird conversation. We're not getting the dog from there. She goes, why? I go, man, I think the lady was drunk on the phone. She's like drunk. I go, yeah, I think she was drunk. I'm not, I'm not doing this. So Amanda calls her. Amanda calls me back. She goes, he dipshit. She's Jamaican. <laughs> For a man that grew up with a mom who was drunk, how often? Turns out she might have been Jamaican. Your mom might have just been Jamaican. She might have been Jamaican, yeah. She just quit being Jamaican two weeks after you graduated yeah. high school. And I thought about that. I journaled about it. And I was like, you know what? This lady, I was talking to this lady on the phone, and she was fucking angering me, and I immediately thought she was drunk. You're like, no, she's just. Might have been just Jamaican. Jamaican from another country. So I go to get this dog. She's like, okay, this, this dog will be ready for six weeks. I give him like $150 PayPal. I drive. So up. That's, that's cheap. I need to like. For a purebred no, boxer? No, it was, it was 1200 bucks. Oh. You had to put $150 down. Oh. So I drive to New York. She tells me I could be here on whatever day. I call her back. Yes, it's a be here on Monday. Okay, cool. So I'm driving up on a Sunday, and I say like, "Hey, I call him up. Hey, I'm driving up now on a Sunday to get the dog tomorrow. Is there any way I can just get the dog tonight? Because I'm thinking like I'm not gonna run a hotel room. Just give me the dog, and I'm just gonna drive back home. Nope, you gotta wait till tomorrow. We can't. We can't give you the dog till tomorrow. I was like, okay, cool, because that's official AKC guidance. Mm. So I have to run a hotel room. Yeah. And, you know, I'm in a Walmart parking lot getting dog. Stuff for this minivan that I first off, I rented a SUV to fit the dog to in. drive to New York. Well, I would just want a more comfortable car. I get there, they don't have an SUV. They're like, You have a minivan, and I was like, I'll never drive a minivan in my fucking life. Turns out, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a nice one out so there. they're like, I go, No, I don't want one. There. And so they give me a sedan. I immediately get like two miles away, and I was like, Why didn't I get that damn minivan? Mm-hmm. It's probably more comfortable than this. Pride. Car. So I got yeah. to Walmart, and I get the stuff, and then I'm like, well, why should I got that minivan? Because I would have just slept in a minivan instead of dropping, like, 150 bucks in a hotel. Yeah, could have. I was so mad at myself because I was so angry over nothing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I get a hotel room. I get up the next morning. I, I go to this place, and it's they had a very nice driveway. They have a, they're a paving company, but they also sell dogs. Okay. So there's a bunch of boxes. I roll up, and I walk, on, and I walk up and knock on the door, and this lady opens the door, like, had the chain. She's like... I was like, I'm here to pick up Was it a rough part of town? No. It's like in a country. Hmm. She like shuts the door on me. Well, so play devil's advocate, she sells boxers that might attract certain clientele that maybe she has a chain. I have an appointment to be there at 9 a.m. Like, I have appointment time. There's no need to be suspicious of you. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't go there earlier. I had to be there at 9 a.m. So then she's waiting, and she comes out, and she's like, okay. So I call Amanda. She's like, I'll be out in a minute. I go, okay, cool. I call Amanda. I'm like, yeah, it's just something's weird, man. 
So her husband shows up, and he's just like, white dude or whatever, like, nice guy. And so he goes in the house, and then I'm standing there, and she comes out, and uh, there's, like, a bunch of boxers. And I go, oh, man, I see I see this dog that we're going to name America. She's like, okay, just whatever you do, just make sure you get the right dog. Like, that's all I care about. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, this lady goes over. She's on the phone with somebody <coughs> else. And she goes in and grabs a dog and brings out. It is not that dog. It is not our dog. Mm. It is a different dog. And I go, hey, I'm so sorry, but th- that looks like our dog over there. No, this is it. And then I got to pull up a picture that she sent us and be like, no, no, I'm so sorry. It's like The off. spots are on the side. And the dog she puts out is like running to me. Oh, I'm like, I can't touch this dog because if I touch this dog, I'm going to like love and now it. Now you're going to like want to be all And I don't want this dog. And this dog's running to me like, pick me. Oh, man, I'm yours. Kill you. And I'm like, you're not mine because you don't have this white stripe down your face. So, and I'm thinking, all I have in my head is Amanda saying, like, make sure we get the right dog. Yeah. Which I thought was, like, absurd. Turns out she's brilliant. So, I have to show this lady, and she goes, well, that dog's not ready yet. I go, what do you mean? She goes, it's, you can't pick that dog up for two weeks. And I go. You showed us the picture. I go, I just drove seven hours. Yeah. I'm taking this dog home today. Yeah. So, she's going to tell her husband. And then they're like, okay. So, they give me this dog, and it's, like, two weeks before it's supposed to be given to us. Well, what's, what does she have to do with it? I don't know. So they had to give, like, shots, and they did, like, the vaccinations, and they put, like, the microchip in it. But she sent you that picture. Yeah, it's so very she weird. Screwed up. Yeah, she screwed up, yeah. Maybe she was drunk and Jamaican. I think she might have been. Yeah, you just got her when she was drunk, and then Amanda called when she sobered up. Yeah. She thought it was the Jamaican in her. And I hate driving. And I was like, I just drove a 14-hour round trip for a dog. Oh, Make a long story short, you love the dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that one of the dogs that you had here? Yeah. Yeah, so what? the reason why we got rid of them was, of course, the babies. Yeah. We don't have a fence in the back. Jerk, At that time? Yeah, jerk off neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we uh, decide that we're going to get a fence, but I want to be able to take the dogs out. Yeah. So I go to Home Depot to get, like, electric fence. For here? Mm-hmm. Huh? And they have a... Wireless one, it's like a dome. Yeah, it's, it's like amazing. a zone yeah, thing. It's yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So I just put it in the back window of the back house. Yeah. And I take the dogs out. I take America out. And I'm walking her by the edges. And the thing's down low. And so as she's walking up, it like beeps. It goes beep, 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 beep. And then it'll zap her if she goes any further. So they're teaching her. Yeah, like she the sound like, means zap. Yeah, the first time she got zapped, she was like crying. Oh, you probably felt like, really bad. Okay. I was like, but we got to keep doing this. Uh. <laughs> so I get her to the door. And I go to grab George, and she just takes off running, and I don't think anything about it. I don't take the fucking collar off of her. Ooh. I'm starting to put the other collar on George. She, she's screaming. Amanda's screaming. Here, she took off running upstairs, ran out of the zone, and the thing kept shocking her. Oh, She's no. losing her mind. Oh, can you I shut it off? off? I How take you off running. Off? I think it shuts off after, like, 10 seconds of shocking. Oh. So I run over there, and she's going crazy. And I go to grab her, and I'm trying to pour her back into the zone, and she's trying to bite me, which is, like, not her. She, like, peed herself. Oh. And then, oh, yeah, it was just a horrible thing. And then I'm just, like, holding her, and I'm just, like – and then at that point, my brother already said, like, hey, I'll take your dogs. And I, and, oh. and I was, like, looking at Amanda, and she's, like, we got to give them to your brother. Oh, I was like, yeah. man. I was, like, yeah. I was, like, well, it was a weird – it was, like, you felt, I felt really bad about it. It's like one of those things, like, you have to do it to train them, but then just the whole thing is just like this. Is yeah, like this. you know, and I just – yeah, right, yeah. I mean, if you would have had, like, the fence and I would have not got the dome thing, mm-hmm. it probably have been okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but we got that fence, like, a couple days later. Yeah. Which they loved. 
Yeah, you're. So you per se, you, you. I think you said you got that fence just so the dogs wouldn't. Dogs. Yeah, just that. Well, you got a higher fence so the dogs wouldn't see people and bark yes, at them. Right, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Michelle is very envious of your of your fence. She loves the fact that your kids can be out there and. You know, she yeah. you don't have to be staring at them like where they're at, or yeah, you know, yeah, they can yeah. only go so far. Yeah, um, the privacy of it, she loves. Yeah, um, we'll get there. I don't know yeah, if we'll get yeah. a fence or anything, but but we'll get there. You're, yeah, I mean, your daughter's going to get a little older. You don't need it. No, we, we were talking about putting a play set out totally um, for the kids or totally for the dogs. Why we did it? Yeah, so I, I don't know where we're gonna we're, we're gonna land on that, but um, I always thought about us doing just kind of natural boundary of like trees maybe or something or well if you trim those trees don't put down the house <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you what that story <laughs> i love it that story a couple people have heard it it, it, it got crickets sometimes yeah, i told the story in like in front of probably like seven or eight people i didn't know mm. just at a party yeah it's just was feeling it i'm gonna just, sail it like, this is gonna kill it's, they were they didn't laugh i think because they didn't know each other Oh, so I they didn't want to yeah. fit. Like, is that funny? Are we, is there, you know, are we supposed to laugh at so that? So how do you turn that into a joke? You could tell <coughs> on stage. I mean, right. hypothetically, because it's there. Right. It, you couldn't make it so long. <coughs> no, there's a story there. There's some color be, you could put on it. It had to somehow come back on you. Otherwise, people would be like, he's such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, it's, all, it's totally my fault. If you look yeah. at the whole scenario. Oh, yeah, for sure. You were think, totally my fault. You were thinking about Call of Duty. Yeah, that's all I cared about. As I was stepping well, on the the broken pretzels on my carpet because I have no vacuum cleaner, my feet were crunching going up the stairs. I never, maybe I vacuumed like once, and I forget how I did it, but I did vacuum once maybe, but I never vacuumed the stairs. That was one of Michelle. I had cats. Like, I just live like a savage, dude. Like, yeah, we've all been. It's horrible. I just think back on it. I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I ever cleaned my house. Yeah, my my mom. This is not a lie. My mom was crying while she was cleaning my toilet or it was my shower, my toilet. Like, so I'm moving out into Michelle's house and we have to be out in 48 hours or something. And a part of it is we get a cleaning service or Mm -hmm. we could just clean the house. So I just couldn't afford a cleaning service at that point. Uh, Or we wanted to save the money. I forget what end was up there, but uh, my mom was helping cleaning and she was literally weeping saying, I didn't raise him like this, Michelle. I'm so sorry. I don't know why it's like this, why that she's cleaning crazy. the toilet. So it made my mom cry. That's how dirty my bathroom was. Really? It's horrible. Horrible. I'm a horrible son. I mean, that's... First off, why are you making your mom clean your toilet? I didn't make her do it. My mom is a very eager toilet cleaner. Um, <laughs> that was She just wanted to get in there. I feel like that's, she put that on her then, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's her fault. It was her fault, yeah. It's not mine. I When I moved to Charlotte... Um, my parents came, so I, I, would go, I, I would go to the grocery store, which I could walk to, uh, and I buy groceries, and I get home, and it was like a Sunday. I was like out of town, and my refrigerator wasn't working, so I don't know if you've ever tried to return groceries, but it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I did. I went back because I wanted my $38 back, right? Yeah. And they were like, what? And I go, I just bought it like 10 minutes ago. My refrigerator's out, and they are like, what? It was like very weird. And I realized happening. where they were coming from. Sure. So, uh, but anyways, I got then in the beginning. Um, you know, I, I got like a sear scratch and dent. It was like new, but it was like you couldn't see it. So I got like a stove and a refrigerator and a microwave, and it was like oh, everything matched. I lived in that place for a year and a half after that. Later, and when I moved, uh, my parents came help me. She's like, "Your stove doesn't work. It's like not working. We got to call someone to fix this." The day you moved. Well, it was like that. She was there to help me finish some things up. 
Yeah, wow. And I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, mom, I've never plugged it in. <laughs> you never plugged it in? Never plugged it in. <laughs> Cooked them to George Foreman. How long Foreman. were you there for? <laughs> Two years. <laughs> Cooked them to George Foreman, man. I did. It's amazing. Every single day. That's amazing you got away yeah. with it that long. I know. Yeah, never. And then, you know, I slept on for a year and a half there? An air mattress. Yeah. I dated a girl. Her sister had furniture, and her sister was a teacher there and then moved to Delaware. Mm-hmm. So they just said, oh, here, you can have this furniture. So I used the furniture, and then the, the girl and I broke up. Um, she took the bed. And then I had that stuff, and she came and took her furniture, which was the couch, the bed. It was everything. You never replaced it? Well, I went, and I got some lawn chairs. <laughs> I got lawn chairs, and I got yeah. an air. I got a big air mattress, one you could sit up on, like yeah. it was a big one. Yeah. I was like, "This is gonna be temporary." That was like the high ones. Year and a half. <coughs> wow. Yeah, with lawn lawn furniture. I what brand was it? That's a good air mattress. It was a really good air mattress, like Coleman. That's an advertisement. Bought it at Walmart. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's made for woods and for carpet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I eventually bought a I eventually bought a couch on Craigslist. And uh, didn't yeah. learn your lesson. No, this is way before yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So I got I got a couch on Craigslist, and and then that was it. But I still had the, I still had the lawn chairs. And I don't know if you've ever fallen asleep in a lawn chair and got pinched, but it hurts. Oh God! <laughs> like it folded in on you. Oh, yeah, it, hurts. <laughs> it hurts. People would come over to my house and they'd be like, "Did your place just get robbed?" <laughs> like seriously. I'm just ready to go at any time, man. Seriously, I'd be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I gotta just go. I'm just gonna go to pump my bed up." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I gotta use the potty. Uh, yeah, we got two and a half hours in our belt. Did we really? Yeah, dude. What, what just happened? I don't know. It, like flies by, doesn't it? What in the world, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually gonna potty. Oh, quick. I know where my plug is. Put a little nightcap Just on there. <laughs> there you go. Something to, something to, uh, what is that? Keep the demons away. Demons? It's just vodka. Yeah. Yeah. I just put it, like, I'll do soda, like seltzer or soda, and just, a, like, a little bit of vodka. Oh, yeah. So it's like a way to, 
you know, you're kind of having a drink, but it's almost like you're having like a light drink. Like you can, I, I like to think I can. There's nothing light about drinking vodka. <sighs> sure it is. Yeah. If I just put a little dash in. <laughs> sure. Well, okay. I can govern it. You know, maybe oh. I want, maybe I, I, I want to. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. I can adjust the alcohol content of my drink. Makes sense. Depends how much you want to crank it up or not. Yeah, exactly. At work, they're doing, uh, I don't know, man. Seltzer water. It has alcohol in it. Uh, oh yeah, like uh, that's a big thing now. Yeah, we had like some party on Thursday nights so on Friday. Claw, white claw. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that yeah. Is. yeah. Really, we have cases of it now. Oh, didn't drink well. it all. <clears throat> it's like a thing. It's yeah. I was like, I was like, oh maybe I'll take some home. Then I'm like, nah. Well, I think the I think what it gets into is I think it's like gluten free, no sugar. So people that mm. do like the no sugar diets like like them. Yeah. Um, I was doing for a while. Like I was doing the I like Smirnoffs. Like I, I don't drink a lot of beer anymore. Like if I'm gonna okay. drink, I mean I'll drink a beer. Um. But yeah. anything past that, I'm just kind of like, you feel bloated. You feel like, ah, you know. It's a gateway drug, man. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're getting some van with some dude. Re- I tell you what. So people say pot's gateway. Uh-huh. No, alcohol is. Alcohol's if you gateway. think of every like everything you've done gateway-wise, like alcohol was the base. Like no one ever just yes. like did a line of Coke without having a beer first. No. They just didn't. They no. go, I'm going right to this stuff. The worst shit I've ever done in my life, hammered. Uh, what's that? Just I was hammered. The worst stuff? Yeah, just like... That's what it was called? Hammer? No, just... Like, oh, the worst stuff yeah. you've done in life. Yeah, yeah. Hammer. Right, yeah. Even by now, like, I've never done drugs. Yeah. Like, never smoked weed ever. I've yeah. I've done any of that, but it is what it is. Like, yeah. I'm like, ooh, I'm that guy. But yeah. So the, so you, you, do, you do drink. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anybody I've known that's done bad shit. Yeah. It's never... It's always been drunk. It's always been drunk. It's always car, unless they're just unless somebody. they're bipolar or have some kind of mental disorder. Just, like typically, yeah, it's alcohol behind it. It is, uh, yeah, man. I think of the times they've gotten fights. Yeah, taking a shit on a <laughs> <laughs> on coats at a party. I mean, just yeah, no, like a hand towel and fold it up and put it back in there. Oh no, I'm not at parties. Oh no, there's a story there. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I have something there. When we were when we were twelve, we were like eleven or twelve, and uh, we were finally allowed up in Scott Shundy's bedroom. He lived with his. He's got a really messed up story. He lived with his grandmother because his parents just abandoned him. Wow. He just they just abandoned him uh, because yeah. his younger brother. This is what I heard from my parents. His younger brother. I uh, probably shouldn't use this full name, but uh, Stephanie's good to use it. Yeah, but Can he you spell that for me. <laughs> <laughs> where he is right now but but his uh t- he was in charge of watching his two-year-old brother when he was four his parents were like hey can you watch him how old was he next to a major highway how old was he by four he was four and he had to his watch his two-year-old, two-year-old brother why they went inside and whatever like i don't they I but they lived next to year old yeah that's what i mean when <laughs> when i think now that we have kids <laughs> yeah it's like who thought that was a good idea Nobody. and and make a long story short i mean his his brother died and How? under a car <sighs> and he was out there no, by a car. Did. Yeah. And, and they could not look at him. Uh, they couldn't be around the four year old because they blamed him. The parents blamed him. Yeah. So tell me how that messes you up for life. Oh. So they dropped him off at the grandmother's and he lived with his grandmother. Could never go in her house. Like we were, you know, kids were like, I don't, we were probably like nine. Uh, come to think of it, nine or 10. And uh, we could never go in Scott's house. And if we went in Scott's house, we were allowed to play, like, in the corner of his kitchen behind, like, the dinner table. That's it. Yeah. Right? So I really, I really, as I get older, I, I really had a lot of sympathy for this kid. But we eventually were able to go up in his room. That's a big deal as kids. Like, show me your room. Like, what's with your room? Rooms are fun. Yeah. 
And uh, there's three of us up there. And you could imagine where this story basically, uh, his grandmother's fears came alive with this story. Everything she's ever feared about letting kids in her house, she's like, they'll do this, this will happen. Then, you know, you look at her, you're like, you're irrational. This yeah, not happen. right. And we were in the room playing and his chubby cousin was like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. And uh, the chubby cousin was always one that would, he'd have gas all the time for some reason. Like he would always be farting. My toes and tolerant. And he'd be constipated. Like we didn't know, he would always make this face yeah. and he'd smell poo. And you're like, you have to, you have, yeah. to, you have to go to the bathroom, Jason. Yeah, they're and like, hey, he's not, <coughs> he's eating chips. Get him some milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to the bathroom. He comes back vegetable. out and he's like, I have to go. I have to leave. And we're like, we think I'm like, we're playing baseball cards yeah. or something. I don't know. So he leaves and the grandmother comes up. She goes, oh, Scotty, what is going on? She's, she's losing her mind. And, and, and we're like, well, like, who was in the bathroom? Like, Jason, he just left. Yeah. I don't know what happened in this bathroom, dude. I don't know what happened. It was like that Dumb and Dumber thing where, like, the, the, it doesn't flush and, and they don't know what to do with it. But there was literally, like, feces on the walls, on, what? The, on, the, on the toilet seat. I mean, it was just everywhere. Like, I didn't even know what I was looking at when I looked in there. So I ran out of there. I got kicked Sounds out of the like house. Sounds like you just found Jesus. <laughs> <don't know> what? <laughs> he came to some revelation in there that, <laughs> that changed his life, that demanded apparently, that he wipes poo everywhere. He was getting the devil out of him. Apparently. That so, but that's horrible. why he got the heck out of there. Because whatever happened there. But that was her worst fear. So what did he think was... He's, you guys are young. He was like nine. Yeah. Like, we almost didn't talk about it. It's weird. Like, we just never talked about yeah, it. Yeah, because he like, leaves. We get back together the next day and play, like, it's freeze tag, and we're just like... He's like, hey, did you... Did you shit? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, I didn't do that. And you're like, cool. Just checking. I think my grandma blames you for it, though. I think we got, I think we brought it up. Um, <laughs> my grandma... <laughs> you know you're on her uh, shit list. Um, but... Um, <laughs> this is the same kid, actually. There must be something with poo in that house because this is the same kid that we convinced him to get board games out of his attic. He had all these board games in his attic. He always bring like a new board game out. We're like, wow, this is cool. We're like, like, go back up your attic, get another one. So he gets this one. He puts it in front of us, and it's called Bermuda Triangle. Remember distinctly, Bermuda Triangle. Okay, so we pick we pick up the lid of the box, and there's a pair of shitty underwear. What? Just sitting on top of the game board. Well, that's the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> we found it. <laughs> well, here's the irony. Turns out people just walk right by. It. <laughs> shitty that's the irony. He hid his shitty drawers in the Bermuda Triangle game so no one would find it because wow. he would get in a lot of trouble. Would he? When, he would, when we go in his pants. Miss like, Graham. So his gram would be like, I see. So like he's all messed up. Poor kid's all messed up. Yeah. So Sounds he was like, probably messing himself. What if he would have had a girl come over and she just said, "Give me clean underwear." Oh, I'm gonna go this play Call of Duty. There's a towel over there you can use. <laughs> you have to wash your face. Dude, that's crazy. Mm. Yeah, just sad dude, man. That's that's hard. Yeah, yeah. There's something with poo though, and. uh like being abused as a kid and stuff like that. People is it? Are, mm-hmm. Yeah. A good friend of mine. He was a black kid. I guess he still is. <laughs> Check in on him. Michael Jackson <laughs> yeah. made a switch. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. He, uh, he's, he's half, and he was like, one of, you know, like one of my best friends growing up. Sure. But, uh, basically, like his family hated him because his mom had him to like, you know, basically he came out black, and they didn't like him. Man, his family didn't like him. Wow. Grandparents hated him. Everybody hated him. Right? So wait, the mom was white. Yeah. And the so. Yeah. yeah, 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 and the dad, I don't know, They're somewhere in Jersey, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, like, yeah, he 
he's half, every he got making fun of a lot in school and just his, like his grandparents hated him. Mm-hmm. I was like looking back on it, he didn't his choice like nicest guy ever, right? Super successful, great dude. We, uh, this is funny. He must be like six, five, six. They're leaving the trailer because that's where he lived. And uh, it was a park, but it wasn't really a park, right? It's like weird. Like, oh, we live in a trailer park. Oh, where's the swings? There's no fucking swings. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not. It should be called trailer shame, right? So basically he's leaving, and his grandma's like, you go to the bathroom. He's like, I don't have to go to the bathroom. They got outside in a car, and he's like, I go to the bathroom. She's like, you go to the bathroom. He's like, yeah. So he goes in because he has to, like, poop. And he goes in to go to the bathroom, and she walked in the toilet and saw it was just like a nugget. And would you believe she pulled that nugget out, put it on a plate, and made them eat it before they left? Because he was making them late. Yeah. Literally, like, made him eat. He was, like, five or six years old. She made him eat it to teach him a lesson. And he was telling me that one day. And I was like, no wonder your breath fucking stinks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he would say that. And he was like, well, you never had this happen. I go. Why would you tell anybody? He's playing there. What was it? Uh, I've never ever. I don't know. What I've never ever at. eaten a turd. He's a good, he's and he goes a really up and picks up his beer. Yeah, a really good friend of mine. But dude, I can't let it go. Sometimes when I talk to him, I still. Oh, that's a know. tough one. Not. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. You ride that one into the sunset. Yeah. Boom. The whole well, life. you're probably one of the few people he told about that, so you're allowed to joke yeah, with him. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was pretty funny. But though. here's the thing that that's the thing about comedy. Like, if he would tuck that away and never talk about it, you never joke about it. I think it would have a different effect on him other than putting it out on the table, have everybody have a laugh about it, oh, yeah. have a laugh yourself about it, and just, yeah. just move on. It's over. It's done. You didn't do it. Oh, yeah, You're a yeah. crazy grandmother. Like, All right. That's that's what I love about comedy is you take so, the stuff that makes you like feel uncomfortable or just makes you feel like man. a weirdo. It makes you feel like a bad person. Like Whatever it is. Yeah. And you put it on the table, and you're like, all right, we're all going to look at this. Yeah. And I'm going to put it in front of some people that I know are going to do some good stuff with the good work to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved sharing these stories with people that would do some good work to this. And they would write, like, but there, it, it does get a point where, like, I've had people, like, use that kind of stuff. Like, it's just, it goes into the stratosphere. It's like, all right, let's get over it. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah, just, yeah. But, like, it's fun to have a gag about it and, like, move it around. And those people that take in the stratosphere are always the same people that won't give you material. Right. I always say, like, I love when people make fun of me because it's game on. Like you, you're now in my sights and we're going to have a great time and we're both going to feel like a turd at the end of this, but it's going to be awesome because we're going to yeah, do some good stuff. At this point, I take my recycling and just put it on your porch. <laughs> <laughs> we might've just started a war here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I love, that's what I, I think that's what I truly love about comedy is it can take some of the, the no pun intended crappiest situations. Yeah, and sure. It just gets them to the other side. You know, so so I used to do this joke. Uh, so when I was like, I don't know, 14, my parents, you know, because they would like drink a lot. And uh, they would like wake us up, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd get all hammered. They were going to break up, but they couldn't afford to break up or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, that's fine. Right, and I'm like 14, maybe. You know, maybe like younger. It doesn't matter. So basically one time, time my mom was like, my dad was like, well, we'll go ahead and tell him. And I was like, so in my head, I'm thinking like it's 2 o'clock in the morning on like a Tuesday. I don't really care. I just want to go to bed, right? And so she's like, "Mom was like, oh, when you were, when you got pro, you were supposed to be an abortion." My dad's like, "But I'm the reason why he's not." And my mom's like, "That's right." And I was like, "Sit there." And I was like, "Okay." Oh like, my the story, right? God. About like how she was at the abortion clinic and 
it was like some black lady there was talking to her and my dad was like she was like wanted. at the clinic yeah she so you've been into an abortion clinic like, she was, i know right i didn't even know you didn't know she was there for like 14 hours uh or whatever right and so in my head you know at the time having like a bunch of brothers and sisters growing up poor mm-hmm. i was really thinking like well like, you know like joe and amy probably be better off if i weren't here so like it probably would have been better off because it'd be mm. like one less person to like worry about a feed or whatever right wow. this is a shallow mind so fast forward i'm doing comedy I'm like, I'm tell people, I'm like, hey, you know, you know, it'd be like, I grew up poor, you grew up poor, you like find out stuff, you know, like, for instance, like my mom, you know, I was like the fifth kid, it's like, hey, you know, in a drunken stupor, like I'm on stage telling people, like, I'm on a drunk, you know, my mom's like in a drunken stupor, and like she's, you know, telling me, like, hey, you were supposed to be an abortion. And I'm like, wow. And then I'm like, but then really glad that she's just a procrastinator <laughs> <laughs> one of those key qualities kicked in <laughs> yeah 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 it turns out procrastination is a good thing as long as it's like about nine months it takes yeah, you to make a decision right. yeah 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 people will be like ah yeah yeah so i did that joke while they were in a crowd yeah yeah oh did you yeah how'd they handle that they thought it was funny online are they remorseful is your mom yeah, remorseful that piece of shit man so she's just still having a good time with yeah it. my dad passed away 2015 okay whatever but yeah so my mom she's still a piece of shit she's still riding riding hard she doesn't drink or anything she's selfish Mm. it's interesting and you almost wonder does the alcohol do that to somebody or is it vice versa no just feeling your life is sorry and Mm -hmm. state of mind it's a difference yeah i think and i think it's maybe a little different now with people with the internet See, you know, like before internet, it probably would be difficult. You'd be like, "Hey, this is my lot in life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, everything is somebody else's fault." And yeah, yeah. And it's, I'm always amazed at people that can't, they can't see themselves. Yeah, like it's, it's like, it's like they can't smell their own fart. Like you don't even know how bad you smell. Like or you stink, and yeah. like that complete no self awareness. Like you were making reference <laughs> to those really angry people that walk into daycare, and they're just like, it's selfish, right? Yeah. I'm just thinking about my kid. I could care less what's going on in this person's world. Like, I'm going to get what I want. Sure. You know, I'm just going to squeak a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then meanwhile, just having no empathy or understanding of perspective. And it's, it, that's everything. I think perspective is everything. It's understanding, okay, look, why would that person do that? Like, I want to believe everybody yeah. would do the right thing in certain conditions. Sure. So there's some kind of conditions that are tilting them away from doing the right thing. And why is that? Like, I feel like people make decisions or do actions because they think it's the right thing to do for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Why do they think that? Not that it's the right decision to make, but like somewhere in their brain, they're they're like they're like leveling the scales somewhere. It's like, well, how yeah, do they think I, that? I read, and I'm trying to think who it was. It was somebody that's like pretty recognizable. I can't remember. They said, um, I thought it was an interesting comment because, you know, they made reference like people would be like, I can't believe they stole money. Or, like, I can't believe those people held up a bank or robbed somebody, whatever. And, you know, he's like, you actually never know what you're going to do until you're tested. That, do you think that person, when he was 13 years old, said, yeah. I'm going to rob a bank one well, day? that's his point. He, and so this, I can't think of this guy. He was basically like, his whole point was like, um, I don't know if I would ever rob a bank. I don't know if I would ever hold somebody up. Right. Like, I've never been at that point where I have like feeding that kids desperate. and I have to, I don't know right. what I would do. Or if like you were to find a million dollars, would you, he's like, I don't know. I don't know what and I would that do. That is interesting. <clears throat> I was yeah. like, That's the truth. You don't know. You so. don't know. And anybody who acts like they do know or want to say that, I think it's a very pompous comment or yeah. it's a lot of not understanding perspective. Like, sure. 
a lot of times, like you'll really get back to childhood. You'll just realize, like some people's childhoods were just like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're explaining like your yeah. childhood, and it didn't sound like it had no, a lot of roses involved. Right. In it. You made certain decisions and took things a certain way, but I think that's that's the exception. Sure, the easy route is for people to not realize it and just go with what their brain's been molded into or yeah, the, the sure. things that they've happened. Like I know too much about uh, like little kids brains, like child, like between like two and five is yeah. like everything. Y- what happens between two and five is so you can't undo that. It's actually, it's very hard to undo. That's interesting. Like yeah. if you broke somebody between that age and that's whenever I see anything like on TV or I see it in public, like someone between the ages of about two and five, if I see something happening i'm just like wow like yeah it's you hard. go to walmart or you go to some of these stores and yeah. you just see some of the way people behave or like i don't know it just really hits home to me and i yeah. can kind of see that person's future mm. unfortunately too far ahead speaking of future when are you going to get on stage yeah jesus five minutes right is that what is what is it over mic there yeah five minutes five minutes yeah it's gonna happen so let's plan it out you're gonna get on stage you spend 30 seconds saying how you guys doing tonight for yeah, the seventh time? Yeah, having a good time. Anybody having a birthday? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of filler I can put out there. There's a lot of out there, yeah. And the first thing I need to do is I need to convince Michelle that she doesn't need to be there. Oh, I see. So that's, it's just a, it's a, it's a personal How marriage thing. Three and five. Yeah, well, you gotta wait. You can't subject them to that. They're not. No, they don't need to well, see any of this. between two and five, you can't have them thinking, hey, daddy's really famous <laughs> and funny. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta convince Michelle that it's okay. That I do this okay. without her. Yeah. Um, because then I'll feel more comfortable. I'll feel. Yeah, I can understand that. It'll be like a fun moment to have with my wife. Like, oh, you're watching me go on stage. I've been talking about this for years. Like, there it is. But there's just something about it that's. Yeah. It's, it's still a little out. private on some level that I want to get up there. I want to do it. I want to work it out alone Until in a sense. Man. Yeah. And then, then she can, you know, come in a couple weeks. Like, see what this well, looks like. Let's talk like. about that drive home. She yeah. goes. To the commies in with you for the first time. Oh, boy. You do your five-minute set. Yeah. First off. You're assuming we're driving them together. So, <laughs> we're gonna, so let's just plan this out. You're going together. You're driving there. Yeah. She's like, well, what are you going to talk about? Well, I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. So it's already tense conversation. Mm-hmm. So right. here's the thing. So I want to believe it would be, a t- but it's not. I, it's, oh, she tries to assure me. So when I talk her through it, like, say, hey, like, a lot of material is about you. Like, I just don't know how you're going to gonna take it, but she'll tell me, like, I've heard your jokes, you know, they're funny, they're about me, I have humor in it. And I'm like, I don't know where I'll go on stage, though. Like, yeah. you've heard my jokes, yeah, but I don't know where that energy will take me. Like, the energy might take me, like, another level deeper that I'm, maybe you've never heard. Oh. So you're hearing this for the first time. Yeah. Something is coming out of my mouth about, like, a true feeling I'm having. Yeah. You know, that's a lot for us to work through afterwards. Yeah. Like to talk about. And yeah. I have to, and I don't know what will happen up there. I'm the type of personality. It's like, I'm not going to plan this out. Like I'll plan it out to a point, but there's definitely going to be loose edges. You're going to get up there and do five minutes and not plan it out. Well, no, I want to. It's a long five minutes. No, I, I want, no, it's going to be planned out, but I could see me going off script a little bit. So you would go up there and you'd say, coming to the stage is Bobby Bukowski. Is yeah. I think I screwed my name. Absolutely. Sure there. Yeah. <laughs> like Bobby, whatever. Yeah. And so you're going to get a stage. Yeah. Like. Hey, everybody. Hey, what's happening? Yeah, okay. Full disclosure, wife's in the, uh, wife's in the audience tonight. Possibility I might need a ride home. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to have a vehicle to go home in. Okay, yeah. Left my cell phone on the table. I'm yeah. promising that's going to be also gone by the time I'm done with the set. Yes, I screwed up and gave her the keys to hold. <laughs> she has everything. 
Uh, yeah. Luckily, I'm only about a, according to Google Maps, about a four and a half hour walk to my house. That's hysterical, yeah. <laughs> I know how to get there. You're like a, at any point in my set, if you hear somebody say "fuck you." <laughs> 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 it's likely her. And I wore this lime green shirt so I don't get hit out on 83 as oh, I'm walking home. Okay. But that's, I mean, that's how I would start. So you would, okay. And then what? So you would get up and talk about, if she's there, you can get up and call it out that she's there. Yeah, call it out. Just get that, clear that out in the air. Okay. And people are like, oh, they look at her. Like, she's over there. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so Someone I want to open up with the ruin all, ruin all your shit button. I think that, I think it has substance. What do you like, mean? Like, so I don't know if you guys knew this. But I have a special button on my washing machine. Oh, right. You may have it. So as I as I talk about this, you may realize that it, that's the button that you have too. Yeah. Some would think it's a start button. What it really is 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 a ruin all your wife's shit button, and then just kind of work off of that. Um, like what? How I would actually just walk through what my intentions were. Like I want to. I'm trying okay. to be romantic. I'm putting laundry in. She went to work. I'm working from home today. I, I put all the laundry in, right? I, I put it all in. I put the detergent in. I ran it. You know, I'm smiling like, oh, I'm a good, I'm a good husband today. I did the right thing. Yeah. Right. And then I switch it over from the, from the washing machine to the dryer. But notice I, I didn't say I separated anything from the washer to the dryer. Yeah. That's a key moment here. If you don't separate, because she gets big into, like, what can get dried and what not going to get dried. Um, but just getting into, like, what, what women's clothes are made of, her reaction when she comes home. I'm all yeah. happy. Like, I did the laundry. Like, I'm waiting for it. I'm rubbing my hands together. Like, it's going to be a hot night. Not going to have to meet to her tonight. Like, <laughs> it's actually going to be a consensual <laughs> night. Yeah, right. And uh, sh- she's just going to scream at me. And I'm going to be looking at the lady from the lady from Throw Mama from the Train, all of a sudden, (laughs) just screaming and huffing and puffing at me. Um, I mean, I don't have it all worked out, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So I would say uh, cut all the beginning bullshit out and just go with, you can talk about the wife at the beginning, like she's in a crowd, that's funny. And then I would just say like, no, no, but really like yesterday, I did some real romantic shit for her. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And then... You know, get into the just, washing just machine. Get it right into the mood. So you don't and like so the I ruin just, on my wife's shit button? No, because you're like telling people what you're talking about, and you mm-hmm. lose, you're running a surprise. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You can talk about that afterwards. Tell the you're story. Running, you're running a surprise. You know where it's going already. Mm-hmm. So you're better off just saying like, you talk about your wife being a crowd, which is funny, and you're like, no, mm-hmm. actually, well, yesterday I did something like super romantic for her. You know, like did some super romantic for her to get her in the mood, mm-hmm. and then stop and yeah. then say. Did the fucking laundry. I did the laundry. She's <laughs> like, wow. And you're like, and then you got to make it. As, I think you make a, a division between a washer and dryer. Mm-hmm. And you're like, who knew that basically like the washer is still happiness, but the dryer would just fuck your day up. <laughs> the dryer's the devil of this yes. equation. Like during yeah. this process, the washer, we're all on board. Yeah. Right. We're treating a wife great. Yeah. The dryer should say, don't put that in here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then you could like go, like, why do they make clothes that can't go in the dryer? Like, they should just make anything green should just not go in the dryer. So yeah. if I'm sorting things and it's green, cool. This gets hung up. Yeah. If anything else, you know what I mean? So you got to make it like somehow yeah. it's like simple. Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. So, yeah, because yeah, really, the, really the enemy is the dryer. The enemy is a dryer, the enemy yeah. Is the dryer. And then the fact is, when she finds out, and that could be that maybe you get home, you tell her you did the laundry, she's amazed, 
And she goes to go change into something and is like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she comes out looking like she put like dog clothes on. Yeah, or, like, or, yeah, or you're like, cat. hey, why are you wearing our daughter's shirt? <laughs> and she's like, saying our daughter's shirt. I feel so, like any guy could relate to that. So you don't even have to make it harsh that she hates you about this. Yeah. It could be that, hey, she expects you to be a fuck up. Yeah, yeah. So then the joke could be like, basically like, why are you wearing a small something? And then, so that doesn't have to be that she hates you over this. Yeah. Right. It she's could be just trying that, to wear it and be nice. And maybe she's not even calling it out that it's a problem. Yeah. And then you're like, why are you, what? And she's like, well, you did, you dried the shirt. You're not supposed to. <laughs> right. Or whatever. Well, or talk about, or talk about, yeah. Talk about the highs and lows mm-hmm. of it. Right. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, like maybe it's a quiz or something where she's like, you're like, I washed him. And she's like, did you dry it too? And you're like, you know what I mean? And then you're like, what I, I don't know what to say, and then you're That's like, yeah, the right answer here, right? And so the point is the the culprit is the dryer. It's not even the washer, right? The yeah, washer's like, on your team. It's like so when you, someone has a gun in your head and you don't answer. The I question, would probably right. play it off like I did it, and I was like, she got home. I was like, I did the laundry, and she was like, you washed and dried, and I go, I washed and dried, <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, what did you dry? Uh, and you're like, uh, I knew at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> the moment you realize you didn't do the right thing. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I'd go upstairs. The and magic and ends. Kick that dry right in the balls of the head. <laughs> <laughs> the moment you realize yeah. your bare chest won't be on the so, glow of a baby monitor yeah, that night. Basically, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so basically the dryer cock-blocked you. Mm. That's what you did. A dryer. That's essentially, yeah. Yeah, the dryer's the reason we don't have a third kid. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. my vasectomy. It is basically my yeah. laundry habits. My vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. I like yeah. it. So that was probably. Then you could talk about how the dryer, how the cl- you know clothespins save marriages, dryers run marriages. Yeah. That's why people got along, and they had nine kids. Yeah. But when they had clothespins and clotheslines, hang them up. It's in the backyard. dryer that's leading to people having less children. The dryer. Probably made by a divorcee. <laughs> people have. Uh, people who have. More children might not have share. a dryer. Yeah. Somehow you can even say something like, you know, dryer is in Spanish or something. <laughs> <laughs> Run all your wife shit. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It means get none. Get <laughs> none. <laughs> not, not a. Yeah, not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so then where do you go from there? So you talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. God, I'd have to like really think about yeah, it. Yeah, we're here. We're thinking about it. Yeah. So um it comes down to my habits, like what I'm doing, just ruining everything around her that's so delicate. Um like what? Give me something very specific that you would have run. I'm trying to think, because she gets so mad at me. Yeah, um, when's the last time she flipped? Locked doors. Like I'm I'm just not that <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.